Here we go. I believe we are all the way live right now. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the BTR stream. This is Free For All Friday. Once again, it's been a hell of a long time. I am so happy to be joined by so many people here right now. Guys, for every new person who is here, all the new Comers, all the newcomers, don't all the new forget coomers. all the newcomers. I'm gonna coom. I'm gonna coom. Okay, don't forget to subscribe right now to the greatest, most underrated channel, podcast, whatever you want to call it. We are here. We are queer. We are all the way live. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Get used to it. Yeah. Fucking used Loud to it. And BT proud. BTR is not going anywhere. Uh, we are here to stay. We are here for the long haul, baby. So let me introduce some of the people. I mean, look, we have so many people to introduce right now. I'm not even seeing the Zoom monitor. I don't know what's going on. YouTube's giving some kind of an error, but I know we're live because this is same thing that happened last time so patreon.com i'm gonna talk about patreon right now but i cannot even move my mouse because i'm writing this whole shit on a fucking laptop and this is why two it's so shots. hard to do this if yes you do a shot here patreon Woo! i will take two shots for every person that subscribes to the patreon i will take two <laughs> shots of soju come on guys five dollars oh, here we go Talk okay. it up. the mouse is back the mouse is back i can see my mouse now okay here here's what we're gonna do patreon.com slash break the rules you're gonna go there right now you're gonna subscribe to our patreon as a maybe a five dollar patron and that gives you access to our super secret percolator discord area now if you become a twenty dollar patron you are going to get one of my father's incredibly beautiful magnets if you become a $30 patron, you are going to get Giovanni Panacchietti's amazing prints from the TFW No GF series. Look at him go. And if you become a $50 patron, you, my friend, are going to get all of the above. And you are also, in addition to the first magnets, you are going to get a completely custom magnet. Whatever you want is going to be in that magnet. It's all for you, baby, because we love you and we want you to succeed. We want you to grow up from a little baby bird into a soaring eagle that's going to drop bombs of glory on the heads of the squirrels that are on the ground and the raccoons that they're all going to be transformed. Love, have you been drinking? My He's God. really paying attention. <laughs> I love everybody. Breathe. I was cold, but now I am warm. Thanks to all of you guys. I drank some milk and I got cold for some reason, but now I got warm oh, yeah. thanks to the warmth of everybody here. And we got what some... raw milk does to a man. Yeah, the what milk raw milk does. What raw, raw milk, milk does to a man. Like... <laughs> Come. <laughs> oh God. Nice. Already to a good start. Oh, fuck all you. Right. Right, since okay. it's free for all Friday, one sec. Let, let me let me hear everybody's opinion on this. Okay. Okay, go for it. But Mike Pence just announced that uniformed members of the U.S. Space Force. Okay, will be Carl called guardians. Whoa. So it's soldiers, <laughs> sailors, airmen, marines, and guardians of the galaxy. Yo, it's predictive programming, bros. It's happening again. Let's play Let's a game based or bug man. Is this based or is a bug man? Yeah, so that's, I don't that's know. my question. To you. This is based because it's based panel. on it's based on Plato. It's based on Plato's Republic. <laughs> That's that. That's what he's. Well, I don't know because here. it's got. It it's obviously got some cape shit going in. Yeah, yeah, it's probably based on fucking Destiny. What do you think, Mike? What do you think, Mike? He was just playing Destiny and <laughs> went into his Pets. policy. He's like, hey, this would be a really great idea. Yeah. 
<laughs> Isn't Bolsonaro a gamer? I mean, is it other realm of possibilities that Pence could be a gamer? I don't it's know. entirely possible. He's definitely a gamer. There are lots of lightning subclasses. Well, he hates he hates women and minorities apparently. So of course, I mean, we yeah, know. and he likes shocking. <laughs> and you can do that in Destiny. You can definitely shock people, literally. No, <laughs> I know for a fact that Donald <laughs> Trump is a gamer. He's well, the Baron, ultimate Baron, gamer. They, they should make Baron the uh, the I don't know the head of the Bureau of Gaming or something. Or yeah. Gaming women He's gonna give something. give all the gamers the GFs that they were they require because he knows. <laughs> oh, by the way, I would be remiss pain. if I did not mention the two newcomers that we have over here, and we have a uh, masked bastard, great, great man in the memescape. Mass bastard, I know you can only stay for an hour, so I want this first part of the stream to focus on you. The second hell part, yeah. the hell yeah, the second part of the stream, we are going to be focusing on uh, Michael Scotto from 7 p.m. Michael's coming in here. He's going to be talking about the Great Conjunction in relation to astrology. It's going to be great time for all, and you guys can ask him all kinds of weird, weird ass questions. So, and we also have someone else here, Brett. How do you say your last name, Brett? Uh, Bernhoff, T-Silent. Bernhoff, Brett Bernhoff. Thank you. I, I love, by the way, how that sounds, Brett Bernhoff. Two of the same, like, two of the same letters, that really makes a name shine, I think, you know? Thank so, you. <laughs> Brett, can you also tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am a uh, self-taught web dev, uh, a curious person, and I'm here to uh, participate because I've been watching your show for, I don't know, three four months now, and I appreciate Whoa. the content. Yeah, I, I find it. It is an absolute. It is a stud program. Let me tell you, I feel, you know, I feel like the queen of the ball right now, getting to hang with the gents. The bell. You of too the ball. could live the dream. Indeed. Like, uh, you know, parasocial relationships just don't exist for me. Like everybody is attainable. Everybody's reachable. This is the, this is a new era, son. Hell yeah! You could get a hold of anybody. Never ever th take no for an answer. Just keep knocking on doors. Knocking on heaven's door. By the way, yes. Brett, how did you find BTR? That's funny you ask. I I have a certain technique I use for uh, basically monitoring the internet for content, and and it's funny because your show comes up so many times for so many different keywords. It's uh, I keep I keep finding your show with this, this technique I use, so I just keep subscribing to it or watching. Sir, it are you a fine. fed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You're starting to glow a little bit there. Having um having a fan on the the stream is like the modern day version of fuck a fan. I feel like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh no! What well, we no, had the girl stream the other week? Dude. Are you sure it's not just a meet and greet? This is just yeah. a meet and greet. Nothing sexual. Not a second fuck. Modern day fuck a fan is just fuck a fan. But that does bring like a legitimate question though that James brought up is that is there a d distinction between this not well the celebrity is sort of like a passe hopefully a dead thing soon not that i want to say killing celebrities in minecraft never mind uh mm. but is there's a legitimate question <laughs> not to say that we should destroy hollywood and put them up against a, a minecraft wall but anyways yeah. uh is there a distinction between like the the content creator let's say and the audience or is it that we have to we have to live in a time where there really is no distinction, and in really the first time throughout human history, besides maybe the minstrel days of traveling minstrels, that this happened where people are interacting with the people. It's like it's not just meeting your heroes; it's now 
you hopefully can grind enough to the point where you can become the hero or is it that metrics are just going to destroy that very soon like how youtube is destroyed the concept of the youtuber growing organically now it's all you know corporate bullshit it's it's really best and worst say that geo because Mm -hmm. i'm now like in this in-between phase where you know i've had fans of uh bad film cast that like asked to come on the podcast and now you know and i'm still like also just like in the process of along the way like meeting people that like mean a lot to me and uh, i don't know if i can say it now that we're live on stream since lev hasn't announced it yet but there's a a person that i'm going to be that's going to be coming on btr that's like you know a, a huge hero of mine and the fact that like you know he wanted me to come on the episode is like huge for me so i'm in this like still weird in between phase right now you know i think i think we could say it i mean he's pretty much confirmed we just have to find the date so here we go guys i, I didn't i didn't want to announce it for you no, no, well here we go this is this is going to be the big announcement are you all ready guess who's coming to btr Ooh. charles fucking carol oh charles. Ooh, that's oh. big stuff nice cool and Lev DM'd me the other day. He was like, yeah, Charles said, uh, you know, he wants you to come on because he's a fan of women posting L's. I'm like, holy shit. And uh, so that's like huge for me because, you know, MDE and 4chan pretty much shaped my sense of humor growing up. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Of course, I mean, but, that you know. that L's, the women posting L's account, that is some of the funniest shit I've seen in a long time. Because it's so yeah. perfect. It's so... So <laughs> succinct. And I so, realized that was you. Good job. So, so good. <laughs> you, you, right look, you let them walk into their own garbage. Like you don't, yeah. you don't have to say anything. Yeah. It's great. It's such, it's such an easy account to run. You just have to be good at curating. That's it. Yep. <laughs> I'm essentially the modern day art curator. How, yeah. how many? Okay. How many men versus how many women send you uh, these posts? Oh. Um, I mean, a lot of accounts where like it could be either or because I, I don't look into the account, so it's like you know, uh, you know, just a random AV and a random name. But you know, I get a good amount um, from both. You know, no one loves seeing women fail more than other women. So true. Just don't want to be that one. Yeah, it's like why uh, we L's. like watching people like just eat shit. You know what I mean? Just like fall. Yeah. And like shit like that. It's it's not me. I'm the internet has created this it's it i just hit two months yesterday i think i think i made it october 17th and i'm at like 126,000 in two months wow at a boy at a boy good hustle good hustle Uh, now i gotta gotta start getting paid for it i gotta figure out uh partnerships and shit with uh with brands so i can be a sellout and have everyone hate me (laughs) Yeah, welcome, more than they already do. Welcome to Women Posting L's, the TV show. Women Posting L's, women posting L's the bumper stickers. Women That's Posting L's, apple. the keychains. Well, I'm actually talking um, with my friend tomorrow about merch because a, a good friend of mine, um, you know, she said she was like, oh, you know, you should, I'll help you make the merch and, and shit like that. I'm like, good, because like the reason I haven't done merch yet, because people ask for bad film takes merch too, is I'm just too fucking lazy. <laughs> And I, I know nothing about graphic design either. But so. see, that's the beauty of the internet is that you can actually find somebody who is a stud at graphic design. Somebody to just make this crazy big <laughs> L logo. It's yeah. just like women posting their L's online. Just this stud logo and put it all I over love, everything. Just turn I it into like just, uh, just have Sam Hyde design it for you. I think he'd do it. I love God, that. Um, <laughs> Gio? I love how like one of the top... Uh, 
women posting L's was that Daily Mail headline about the Sex and the City writer. How oh was, oh that's a tremendous yeah, L. She oh. regrets choosing a career over having children, and that's I love how that like I don't know women posting L's is sort of like this weird Rasha test of like is it a joke or is it people that like really like especially not even like I've I haven't noticed. I've only noticed like maybe like the baddie Twitter accounts being like, Oh my God, this is misogynist. But it's mostly like other like male feminist dudes that really like try to go after women. Oh, posting those are my biggest haters. It's and the male feminists. The male feminists they're the, the real worst. ones that are trying to go after. They James. are the it's, worst. Like the there's night is an eternal, an eternal. You know, all, all the they thems, all the people that have BLM, ACAB in their profile, you know, all that, you know, the, the people that I, so I had one guy slide into my DMs and let, let me pull up exactly what he said. Cause it was actually fucking crazy um, that I just, I was like, holy shit. So he, uh, he, he had ACAB. Uh, if you like cops, fuck you. And then they, them in his bio. Um, and he DM me saying, dude, epic, nice having a slur in your pinned tweet super sick <laughs> and my pin tweet my pin tweet says i welcome all jews to celebrate and partake in the festivities of christmas oh my that's, my, that's my pin tweet oh jews boy. is a slur now so it sounds like he posted an l yeah i know but i, I find it funny like how we've gotten like the the sex in the city one is particularly a massive l because that show really you could say you know, I mean, no, I know the Ramona Flowers thing is a meme, yeah. but like when you really look at the impact of Sex in the City and how so many, not just women, but also men uh, consented to this like fruitless modern culture of deferring, not just having children, but really a lot of aspects of adulthood. But it's this really weird, like Gen X to millennial reality. And I wonder if, uh, I don't know. We live in the age of L's. Everyone's taking L's. Men take L's. Women take L's. Zers take L's. And there, there's a we live in the age of L's. <laughs> there's a million different accounts for men taking L's before this. They're just called other things. You know, the bat, men down, super bad, or whatever that one's called. It's the, uh, uh, it's the, Kel- the guys who are it's down the Kelly Yuga boys. Uh, I remember Kelly when Struggle Yuga. Tweets, I followed Struggle Tweets when he had like 2,000 followers. I'm like, this thing's going to take off yeah. pretty, yeah. pretty big. Oh, is, is taking L's relative to the conjunction of the planets? <laughs> yeah, it's just like I feel like no, <laughs> kind of. So I think most people were afraid to actually go after women because like you can go after guys and like no one's gonna <laughs> give you any shit. So I think that's why this didn't exist for so long in any form. Well, Andy, like, Andy Kaufman he fought women. <laughs> Kaufman, that's true. Kaufman Absolutely, he did. Perhaps the it's time to. Uh, man. Perhaps it's time to re- revive. I don't know. It's been a lot like a, a reboot, if you will. Lev, I have something to admit. I am Andy Kaufman. Oh. <laughs> His soul is placed in my body. That makes a lot of sense. We yeah. share a mind. You know, you can uh, you can just you can just put on a dress, and they'll allow you to punch women if you like. It's called women's MMA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, they have a show. Fight. They have a show now where it's like women's fight club or something like that. Really? Know. That's they have a team. They have I like love a Netflix it when show. women fight each other in like the mud and they're in bikinis and stuff <laughs> like that. I think, dude, that's Attitude Era. That's gone now. Now there's women who are technical wrestlers mm. now. So it's... I thought women's yeah, fight club was right? like. A, I thought women's fight club was a, like the equivalent of that back in the day. Was that roller derby thing? I don't know if that's still. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a thing. A lot of them still do that. Those girls so. are hardcore. 
You gotta find you a no, woman who is. can bust out a burning hammer. That's what you need. No, there is. If you go to Japan, I mean, that's well, oh my God. The, ja- the Japanese women wrestlers are Joshi wrestlers. Yeah, they are, can take on men. In fact, intense. a lot of them have. Yeah. I remember. I remember this one woman. I think she actually did go to the WWE. She actually had a death match with Jun Kasai, and she like took the light tubes and everything. It was hilarious. But but in Japan, they don't have that like cultural uh, taboo of like. Was her name and, Kama? I think was the name the, the, when she was in Japan. Uh, yeah, uh, she's. She's Oscar in America now, but I, I believe I saw the same hit, women hitting each other with light tubes. Yeah. No, but it's funny because Asuka, she actually like fought Minoru Suzuki and he like slapped the taste out of her. Like, oh, it was brutal. It, was, it almost looked like domestic violence, but it's like Japan. Were... Japan doesn't really have a problem with uh, showing women getting beat up. Literally, it's not. A, it's not a. It <laughs> it's it's it... uh, it's funny though because. As far as I know, in Japan, women aren't allowed to do sumo wrestling. Oh, oh no, because su- no, sumo, sumo is for men. Totally no. different. Yeah, sumo, like they're, they're, they're not even allowed. Although, there was not, although if we get some of the even American, suggested is heretical. How dare you? If we get you? some of the American women to go to Japan, the pink-haired feminists have like maybe some of them could be really good sumo <laughs> They would wrestling. never allow them. It's, it's, a, it's somehow... a man's thing. for It's like samurai. On you're, the conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter, you're allowed to be. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, there we go. That's the What if we started American sumo? And it was just those large whale women with the crazy colored hair. <laughs> you get Lindy West to do sumo? I don't know. I think it would be, be cool upset. just to dump them in the ocean and see what happens. Sumo is sacred. <laughs> but this, this is Put heretical. Them all in a boat. No, there was Send just a boat a, out to the sea. There, there was just a, you don't even need a boat for them. You just put, you know, a little one of those, uh, those lines with a Twinkie on their head and just send them out to the sea. There you go. <laughs> You know, speaking of sumo reminded me of Lindy, man, because he's a really big sumo fan. Yeah, because sumo is Lindy. Yeah, I was, I was wondering, is what? What? Do, you have any, do you have any plans of bringing Lindy, man, on stream? Oh, God. He won't we, come on. He's I want not, to. I want G, Gio, Gio has been blackpilling me about bringing him on. He's saying, like, no, there's <laughs> well, no way. Well, it's because he doesn't he go never... on anything. Like, you. Yeah, well, he, I could show Justin Murphy I'll, I'll couldn't do, even get I'll do a fan even. dance. I'll do one of those uh, Star Trek fan <laughs> dances for him. <laughs> but it is, I, it is funny, though, like a serious point would be there was this, um, was it Sunny or was it definitely legit that did this thread about how, um, when it comes to like uh, women, how they were on par with men in agrarian societies, but that was more so just like a force they were forced to because of life itself was so difficult. And it's really, I don't know, it's like this, uh, I think it was about like how preference of men, like the, you know, the trads, they're like, uh, women should have a certain place, but, but in ancient, but ancient times, women weren't like very, they were physic not physically as strong as men, but they still, my daughters know. will be able to kick the shit out of you. 100%. Yeah, yeah, so did that. Thing. Yeah, 100%. So. I'm not playing games with that. They're, they will be proficient because it's, it, I know what it's like to be a man. So I'm going to teach my daughters how to avoid that eventuality in, 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 in are, case it ever comes are up. Are you going to teach them to use the Bobby Hill technique? No, I'm going to teach them how to Bobby uh, rip your joints apart. Uh, uh, my my daughters will be vicious, vicious okay. people. But no, kicking uh, no feeling shield maidens. <laughs> no, like it's it's because it's it, uh, the things that you can do. Like uh, I, I train martial arts my whole life, so I know what it wh- how strength is able to be brought to bear. I've trained with women. I know the difference between me 
and a woman at the same height and same weight in terms of strength. And that varies by males because males are different in that regard too. But it's like, it's a, it's a different thing. It's a different thing. So you have to teach them how to be able to deal with that problem. Um, this is actually, I was, I was just about to bring this up. Uh, Dana, I don't know if you guys are following the, you know, Jake Paul keeps fighting celebrities and like knocking out NBA players and shit. So now this kid's getting more and more clout in this, in this industry. So he wants to fight people and shit. And Dana White was talking about making him fight Amanda Nunes, which is <laughs> which one I would watch. I would watch that because Amanda's Amanda Nunes is a fucking bad ass. Amanda Nunes is a bad ass. So she could, but if Jake Paul knocked out Amanda Nunes, I don't think that the world would be able to deal with that kind of thing on TV. Watching a kid <laughs> knock out a woman, I don't think that would be like. I don't. I don't know how it would. Be. The fact that that shit is even being like. Wait, what if he just wait walks a minute? Up to her? The One world. Punch. The world can deal with that. You know how they just oh. call him transgender. That's oh. how they deal. Yeah, he'll just say I'm I'm MTF, but I don't. But I, I don't. I I'm just not picture, I just picture Jake walking up one punch straight to the face, just dead center, blast her nose, just it explodes right live on camera. Right the in world. The yeah, that would never ever stop playing all over TV. Like, look how terrible the internet is. YouTube must be shut down. Look, look what, what these they've guys done. Are yeah, look what look what we've allowed MMA ourselves. MMA really to. is human cockfighting. They've exactly. gone too far. Exactly. Human cockfighting. Real life Mortal Kombat. I think we should put all influencers in, like you know, an octagon and make them all fight. Oh, I, I think like, real life celebrity. May the odds be ever in your favor. Yes, I, I, I 100% agree with that because so much of these people, like their entire job is. Imagine seeing Keemstar getting his ass beat. It would be so cathartic. It would be so nice to watch that too. Just I feel like, I, I unless you you're actually funny. Yeah. Right, make that your business plan. I bet you Kingstar uh, fights dirty. I think I the way oh, for sure. for sure he does. Aim for the eyes, aim for the nuts. Yeah. Titty he's gonna, twisters. He's gonna like put everything's his, on the table for King. He's going to tear your butthole. Like he's going to do the whole, <laughs> the whole nine yards. Well, see, tearing the butthole, that's an important point you're making right now, uh, Remus, because I think eventually we're going to get to the point, just like the Romans did, where we're going to introduce combat to the death back into again. Yeah, Pancration. That, yeah. See, again, Lindy, that's what that's what sumo used to be. Sumo was that. Sumo, by the way, is the original MMA. It was the mm. first no-holds-barred combat um, that was recorded and, like, ceremonialized. Like, those guys would stomp each other to death, knees, elbows, grabbing your nutsack, everything. Everything was allowed. And it's also being done by ginormous dudes. So you can imagine why it was such an interesting spectacle to watch. It's like gladiatorial arena the times a thousand. Grabbing each other's nutsacks. Yeah, and exploding them. That's, that's, you know that's, what's funny? that's Lindy Japan entertainment. Wasn't always ginormous dudes? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a, it was kind of a big deal was the size of the people. But um, but they weren't You didn't have to be. You didn't have to be. You know what's funny? Now that you mentioned that, Remus, is that I'm going to release this video tomorrow I did where I'm reviewing uh, these Carol Dunham paintings that are of wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, if you've looked at Carol Dunham, he's the one that does the giant vagina paintings. But oh. these ones he does, it's like they're trying to like grapple Greco-Roman style in the nude. But it's always like this, like, you know, you know, like the perverted, like upper class boomer type humor where it's like it's all about like they're grabbing each other's genitals and stuff. So oh, now yeah, that you mentioned it's about that, the fact that they're gay. Yeah. yeah. Like people, it's like really people cannot deal. Well, it's like it's like anytime that you're at a bar 
and there's UFC on, and they get to the ground. Some dude's like, oh, look. Yeah. And it's just like. Oh, and it looks like they're humping one another. And, and, exactly. keep, in, and keep in mind, Carol Dunham is uh, also Lena Dunham's father. So yeah, it says that more explains about, it all. It says oh. more about the person saying that than what's happening. Like, those dudes are not thinking that, I'm pretty sure. The guys that are doing the grappling, right? It's, it's, it's extremely strenuous. No, it, no it's when just you're. You. It's when you're you. when you're actually in in combat, it's like that. Your oh my mind god, is dude! There's not, nothing else happening. It's it's <laughs> no. crazy. It's yeah, crazy. you're ready yeah. to bust somebody's ass. And I don't know if you guys ever watched. Like, if you want to see real human cockfighting, that type of thing, again, you got to go to Japan. Pride in the '90s oh. was oh so good. the greatest thing ever. It was insanity. It head stomps, headbutting. You could do basically anything, and because Japan was like. Their mentality has always been, if he dies, he dies, one, and two. I mean, and it two, is what it is. Yeah, it's like, what, they know what they're doing. They know what they're getting themselves into. Like, it's not, it's not a game, right? It's like a NASCAR it's, crash. Yeah. And, and, and they also, die honorably. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, die on your, so don't, don't be a samurai. punk. Don't be a punk. Yeah, like, Pride would have guys refusing to tap so often. So you would have just arm snaps, like, that's happening a lot and you know and the japanese audience ah oh, you know clapping yeah, they, like, it's, it's they love quiet it except they're, for the clap yeah, yeah they're very very quiet they're all you can hear the grappling happen everything it was it's such a fascinating sort of um um uh, i guess like cultural but do you think capsule. pride was fixed or was that just oh, like, pride was for sure yeah there was something going on for sure there was for sure pr- fixing in pride but it doesn't was, matter it, 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 well, Yakuza, they own pretty much all the major promotions. They own Pro Wrestling Noah. They own yeah. FMW. They own a lot of it in the MMA world. They were like basically the first. I think the Yakuza gave seed money to Pride pretty much. Yes, like if, they it, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't yeah. for the Yakuza, there would be no UFC. There would be no. There would <laughs> and be Dana Wade had to like give yeah, the There would be none of this because the Yakuza Pride. were the ones who were like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And people will bet on this because make no mistake. That is what this has always been about. Prize so fighting all, has always been about betting. Yeah, it's always so been about shit, all, all this shit about the Yakuza dying out. That's just memes. Oh, that's they bullshit. Just no, switched, just, they, they just, just no. switched they business. Just they just went legit. They just they, they're they're business <laughs> enterprising now. They rebranded, but make no mistake, those guys are still some tough characters. Like, they, oh yeah, they'll still kill you. Yeah, but so much society. Yeah, so much society is built upon crime and criminal modernized. Shit. Exactly, they're just you know, modernized. But they're, yeah. but they're, yeah, they they changed their. They have a PR, like they they have really good PR in Japan. Like people still know yakuza are hard. You don't mess with them. Don't get involved with them. But they're not like scared that the I get yakuza hard all the are time. on. What's the, the big deal? It, it, you know, they're not gonna not walk down the, the that alley because there's a yakuza guy in there. They're gonna not walk down the alley if it looks like there's a bunch of thugs in the alley because yakuza guys are kind of like they look a certain way they have a certain style right it's like it's like made men you know so but they're you know they have like a uh, that that type of mentality this guy's a friend of ours exactly in their neighborhood they have a sort of good reputation but they're still known for being a criminal but they're still criminals you know um but yeah they they ran the whole mma scene they ran they ran pride so yeah a lot of those matches are fixed but 
fixing a match, like if the max, match is fixed and you're going to lose to, say, Vanderlei Silva in the, in the 90s, <laughs> he's still going to stomp on your head. So it doesn't really matter if the match is fixed. That's, still what, that's what Chael Sonnen said to Vanderlei. He's like, you think those fights are real in Japan? <laughs> I can't wait to get close. Yeah, Chael Sonnen is, if you guys want to talk about trolling, Chael Sonnen is the master shit talker of MMA. He's amazing. He, used to, he, he had this joke where he went, he was like, he was talking about, um, they went to Brazil. And uh, or, so there are some Brazilian fighters that are known for being like kind of they came from the, the favelas. Right. So he was talking about some of the Brazilian fighters came to America and he was like one of them this guy named Big Nog. He was like, I swear he pulled out a carrot and tried to feed the bus because <laughs> he is, thought it was an elephant. <laughs> yeah, because he thought it was like a, he <laughs> thought it was like a, you know, it's a transport animal like any other. Right. Um, which is so, is, good. Uh... so good to, to call out. <laughs> Guys, there is a message I wanted to relay. Some of you may have heard this. This is a message that I got after the uh, witch stream, which I did not see. It's from this really nice girl, and here it goes. Dude, please don't listen to that hat with a human-shaped growth. I just discovered your streams, and I'm totally down to keep watching. From what I saw, no one did anything untoward, and she's pissy because the conversation reached a level her hamster in a wheel brain couldn't keep up with. (laughs) Sincerely, (laughs) sincerely. Sincerely, a chick occultist who isn't fucking lame. What's the, what's the context behind this? Which right? Uh, Which Gio, right do, you, do you want to go for it? The, okay, so I always <laughs> want to bring it up. But it was it was the Lima stream, and and one guest uh, figured she had too much, so she had to uh, go to uh, the, the the simps on Twitter and uh, yeah. say that we're an evil racist Nazi podcast. Uh, in oh no. South. Uh, yeah, they tried to cancel. Not, I'll, I'll be not an evil nice racist podcast. We are we are a, a racist and sexist because the chat we're doing what the chat does. The chat. Oh, we got so many of those. That's all of them. Yeah. Shout out to Aman Sadhu, the, the great and powerful Aman Sadhu. Aman yeah, that said was... that he was curious to see her breasticles, and she got <laughs> very. So very upset. No, now but you know what? It wasn't even that many people. It was like two or three people who were yeah, like, "She's you know hot," and she was just like, "I can't fucking handle it." Just like, man, imagine if she had some real hate. But yeah, you know what's a... crazy though? We had the E Girl stream, and we had like, okay, a legit porn star that yeah. you could look up. Not that I would encourage that, but you could. I, I went to her profile <laughs> and anywhere. I saw the inside you of her could... vagina very quickly. You could go. Yeah, same. <laughs> you, you could. <laughs> we had like. um we had porn stars, erotic artists. We had uh, Hollywood pe- Hollywood person, but it's like no, none of them like they saw the chat and it's like okay, whatever. But none of them like freaked out to that extent, and they're like, and I, you know, I saw the chat a little bit, and you know, of course, you're going to get the typical like daddy issues and all that other yeah. comments, but you know, it's just I don't know, they were good sports about it, and. I can't Don't figure out how people... funny how the sorry sorry go ahead man I, I can't figure out how people are going to play online and, and do shit that is openly getting heel heat like they're doing shit that that you know like like million dollar man goes out and says oh you bunch of poor people going to come and watch pro wrestling I got, got nothing better to do look how much money I've got you know, waving money around yeah and, and you see him doing that like he's trying to get heel heat and he knows that, that the more the crowd boos and that they hate him that's what he's looking for. And, and, and if you're going to go on and do something stupid and everybody's going to say stuff in the chat, like, how do you not know? How do you not, how do you not lean into heel heat? Because they all want to be faces. 
They don't want to yeah, be that's, heels. That's 100%. the thing. They don't, well, yeah, well, they don't want to be faces. They're, sorry, well, they don't want to be heels. They want to no, be faces. No, but then there's heat. But like, there's heat. But then there's go home heat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, to, to rage it. quit on a stream because of the fucking chat. That's go home heat right there. Whereas, oh yeah, the, the e girls that we had on, they realized that, uh, you know, it's like they get it's money. Just, Money. Internet trolls, well, right? They have like they have thicker skins because they're used to people degrading them constantly. So they're just oh, like, all right, I'm, I'm used oh. to a, a, a faceless people saying mean things about me, whatever. But like, which girls apparently just could not handle? It's like, no, that's too much. That's beyond the pale. Excuse me, I'm going to go back to reading about Alistair Crowley. We're the granddaughters of the witches you couldn't burn, but if you say something mean to me, I'm going to cry about it. Oh, yeah. I love that. It's a pretty... Have you guys... Your ancestors are so much more badass Like, oh, you know, these are the same girls that are like, oh, we're going to start the revolution and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, sure they are. You can order at a restaurant. You know you have to kill people to do that, right? You're going to have some blood on your hands. You're going to have to do something scary No, but wasn't the witch-burning thing largely, like, either the numbers were either exaggerated or it happened mostly in, like, smaller Germanic Protestant uh, villages? uh, My understanding of that was that they were more hangings than there were burnings. Yeah, they didn't burn that many people. By the no, way, but even speaking the of burning, like it was speaking only a of thousand burning, or so. I want to show off what I'm eating here. This is a uh, this is a steak. This is a bison uh, rib ribeye, I believe. I think this this is Ooh. a ribeye over here, and Damn. it's also charred with coffee grounds. Ooh, Damn, look at fancy. you! They do that now. I just t- take maxing. some of the coffee. I grind the coffee, and then I rub the coffee over the meat. So there we go, um, guys. Subscribe, subscribe right, right fucking now. <laughs> subscribe right fucking now for me eating this beautiful piece of meat right now. This is a half bug bang session, half drinking session with James Healy on the mix. I'm always drinking on BTR, baby. Always drinking. Always drunk. Always Let's drink the rolls over on YouTube. Woo! Everybody if like James and subscribe. On by, by the way, right guys. Yes. I have an I, announcement you know, I, to I, make. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I stream like I do my own podcast, whereas if I'm not. I'm only doing it if I'm getting drunk. So wait, yeah. I have to. I have to send this. I, that's to how you. you make good content: is you get drunk. So. Gio, what, what's the announcement? Apparently, uh, I don't. I'm not going to say he's stealing my tweets, but apparently, Roosh V has stole one, a few of my takes. He tweeted these pictures that I have tweeted. One of them was the still life with the. Uh, with the dildo next to the wine glass. Another was the, the New York times cover. So I'm the, this past month I've been talking about neoliberal catch, this concept I'm trying to make. And now it's growing in a big way. Now if Roosh V is stealing my tweet concepts, I feel that uh, it's on my Twitter. So I feel like maybe I'm making it in the world. If Roosh V is stealing my content. So You're it's... definitely making it. <laughs> well, see, there's, I'm there's certain levels to, to repost and things. Like if you want to talk about, you know, if you're going to put ideas and things out there, and, like, it's one thing to, to just go, all right, this guy posted a silly image, I'm going to repost it. Like, that's one thing. But it's a whole other thing to take the guy's concept, his premise, like, and especially word for word. Like, what the fuck? Like, some yeah, people, I I, think... I've seen that kind of shit going on. And, and I like, what are you guys doing? Like, like where's the honor among these thieves? it's one thing to homage post and it's another thing to like literally ape somebody's style and hey man hey man i do think that 
content is sort of like, I mean, content theft is sort of a dead concept nowadays because yeah. of the way things are good. Sorry, I cut someone off. But no, well, what about uh, what about all the church? Isn't he supposed to be like an Orthodox Christian now and he's reformed? Yeah. yeah so tell the story. No, goes. I'm just, oh, I'm just, sure. Sure. I'm just so is, uh... I think he probably saw my tweets and that I'm, I'm flattered. Not that I'm, I'm just being facetious, but no, it sort of is. I, I think that content organically grows and then eventually concepts get appropriated by other people. Yeah. I think... At the end of the day, when someone steals your content, you control their soul somewhat. So. <laughs> exactly. You're yeah. living in their mind. Somebody you know has I mean? to influence the influencers. Somebody has to get in their ear and dictate what they're doing and what they're mm-hmm. saying. Somebody has to, and so a lot of people work with writers. Like that's the open secret. But there are a lot of guys who use writers. See, the key is just to be a writer, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, influence <laughs> no, no. the influencers. The, the 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 key is to have takes that are so crazy that they're completely unique in your own. <laughs> no one, there's no way people could ever be like, oh, you took yeah. that from someone else. The the biggest advice I give to anybody like looking to, to build an audience, especially on like Twitter, audacity, absolute. You know, that's why I wanted to be a bastard. I want to get heel heat. I want to be the son of a bitch of son of a bitches. I want to get that heat. See, and then I, I, I like that's what I'm looking for. Sonny literally argues all day, and it goes really well for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I also figured out, I've also figured out that you could just say, you could just say anything. It's like yeah. prank phone calls. Mm-hmm. Like if there's somebody saying, like, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, you're just a white man. I go, no, I'm not. I'm actually a black crippled woman. Yeah, and there's you're no deeply rules. offensive to me. Yeah, you can just say anything. Who gives a shit? Yes. I think they're, right. they're... I wonder if Roosh will come on BTR. Or or you could just mock like him, mock him, you him, him out. <laughs> and you just get people mad constantly by yes. just being yourself, which is even better. Yeah. A natural heel. Like uh, uh think new jack in the nineties. Just give him a microphone, <laughs> put him in front of a crowd and let it happen. Well, I'd like to see Roosh uh, stab someone or throw someone off of a building. Yeah, would would you say that New Jack was a heel or just a psycho? No, he was murderer? he was the anti-hero. He was like the he was a baby yeah. face with me. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, what if I killed this guy? You know what's funny? He wanted to kill that guy. He wanted to kill that guy. If you watch the one with the scaffolding, he very much like he was mad he at that guy. Yeah. yeah, he was mad at that guy because uh, uh, like ten years earlier he had dropped him on his head. The grinds, and, yeah. That was yeah, good. yeah, and he still had, like, lingering effects from it. And so they're up on top of that scaffolding, and he had his chance. <laughs> he just stuck him with it's, the it's a miracle if you look if you look up the XBW fall. It's a miracle that Vic Grimes only had, like, a broken ankle after that. He could have, like, legit been yeah, murked the, because of it, yeah. Talking about the giant the, tower of, tr- of tables. That yeah, stack of tables. He, he clips the one and then sort know, of falls off. And I, I just think, oh my god! You know what's is- funny? You know what's funny is that I mentioned the Talita about if she knew about Rob Black, and Rob Black was the actual owner of XPW, and he was indicted because he originally was a porn company owner, and he was indicted for uh, indecency. One of the only like legit indecency cases he was indicted for by the federal government, <laughs> and so he had to close XPW. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you guys ever hear about the uh, the comics artist in the '90s that was uh, convicted of obscenity? Was it A.Y. Man? No, that was. Uh, try to remember the fella's name. Uh, I think I think his name was James Healy. Uh, underground wow. comics guy. <laughs> the real one. The, he's here. <laughs> he was here the whole yeah, time. Yeah, but he drew like crazy comics, and uh, 
Like it was. Oh, a crazy are you talking thing. about Robert Crumb or no? Uh, okay. Here's the guy's name. Uh, Michael Christopher hey, Diana. His name's Ben Garrison, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, what's his name? What's his name? <laughs> so he ended up on probation for many years. Yeah, 26 years after being sentenced, he got 26 years of probation over drawing comic books that were. You know, the sort of thing you would see on a webcomic on a Tuesday. Like, who cares? Can we do like, that to the furries? <laughs> <laughs> to stop the furry menace? I mean, you know, the furry thing. Like, I, like, I don't know what's going on with those guys. Like, well, I what get the it. Fuck? I get the furries. I just want them to stop. What, they watch it's Gadget just... on uh, uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers and got way too excited? Yeah, well, those are specifically just... Russian furries. The Russians, for some reason, seem to be very interested in Gadget from Rescue Rangers. Don't ask me why. I don't know. Maybe it's a Prince. Is she Sally the blonde? Thing. Is she maybe the blonde like, mouse? They, maybe they like building things. They're just like uh, they like her ingenuity. She is yeah, strong, we... strong woman mouse will build things for me. In in she the she will fix things. In the West, it was uh, what's her face? Um, Give me mouse Lola Bunny. Lola, right? Lola, Lola Bunny. Well, okay, before Lola yeah. Bunny. Before Lola Bunny, there was Sally Acorn. For those okay. who are all right, aware. the OG, the, the OG furry yeah. base. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Lev's like, get it fucking right. All oh, right. you want to talk about the greatest story ever on Wait. the internet? The guy who put bones inside of Sally Acorn. Oh, oh God, yeah, that that's not, that's not the greatest. That. The greatest story on the internet is Mr. Hands, and it always will be. But oh, that is the same. It's of the same. Shout out to Mr. Hand, one of our great listeners. I would, you know, I would consider like, who would you say is the main character of the internet? Can we say it's Christian? Christian. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta yeah. be Christian. Yeah. Like the entire internet is internet. revolving around. Yeah. You don't the know the hero that is? we deserve. You want to talk That's about like the baby worst baby. question. That's like that just opens up a pan's labyrinth. Like, <laughs> Who said that? Who is Christian? Christian? <laughs> I feel oh, like we all know. We I feel like know. you gotta have like a Christian episode. Yeah. No, we have to. We will. I, we will. We, we have to try to get Christine on. Yeah, friends of friends had them on a podcast, and I couldn't follow a damn thing they were saying. Like they were going off into La La Land in such a way that I I couldn't keep up. Well, it's because oh, by the way, we got a, we got an answer. We got an answer from VDR. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Rescue Rangers is popular because it was one of the few Western cartoons broadcast in the '90s on every other day after school. So I wasn't I wasn't in Russia during the '90s. Well, no, actually I was, but I was way too young. But yeah, I guess people who were growing up at that time they were seeing Rescue Rangers mostly, and they developed that crush on Gadget. Like she has her own cult following there in russia like they made they made a mantle out of her or something they made a like a what? statue that they worship uh, with candles and it gets pretty intense dude are you talking about you serious a... there's actually yeah. a cult of gadget yes there yes there is a cult of gadget hack wrench here i'm gonna put some images on sure. that's, that's, amazing. that's honorable what a so beautiful it's, uh, nation it's yeah. like a, the disney afternoon was like ducktales and darkwing duck and awesome. rescue yeah. rangers yeah. Uh, was Goof Troop on there? Goof Troop. Like they were, they were like three or four little things they had. I mean, I guess it doesn't look that furry compared to other stuff. Uh, right. This is like OG furry. Like I would also consider something like a uh, that old Robin Hood cartoon. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. Like those, that those are is, definitely uh, anthropomorphized animals. Yeah. Like, like the furry what, what is? Well, My what problem is with furries such... isn't that they exist. My problem with furries is that they infect everything. It's like bronies. What's their culture? Like, yeah, they, they have just, like this weird culture of they like They just take things that you are that are beloved to you specifically in your soul and your heart and your childhood and they take it and they make it furry. Or well, they like the board. One of furries several wolves. Need to make it. 
furries need to make like gays in like the 50s and the 60s and they just stay out of the fucking sight. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It was only oh until God. like maybe two, three years ago oh, that I, I really thought furries were all gay dudes blowing each other wearing mascot costumes. No, man. Finding out that a lot, chicks were into that. A lot of them are transgender and. Uh, right. Anyways, but I, 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 found out, I found out Mental real illness chicks. Mental illness. Yeah. What a, how, who could have thought? Who but I wonder what, chicks, what is like behind. I think that's a really common belief that that's what furries are and then when they when you guys did the furry stream and we were all kind of like so what is else is it besides a bunch of gay dudes blowing each other and they were like we don't need to explain anything to you yeah they were like you do though you kind of do everyone's everyone's exposure to this is horrific (laughs) it's not like you guys are the only ones who are like no it's fine everyone else is like that's i never want to see that again but i wonder if we're seeing because of the internet i remember there is little fox is freaking me out right now during this topic (laughs) 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 he just looks like he's fucking let me let me link here here here. by the way here it is Here's the article. Let's hope he doesn't have a big dick under there. <laughs> so, that, no, so this is this is the article right here. Holy oh shit! They got the tiki torches. Why are Russian cult oh, followers shit. worshiping gadget hack wrench? So here we go. That, it's awesome. real. I told it's you it's fucking real. Are that are oh real. my god, gadget oh, will wow. not divide. That us. picture has some really dark energy. Yeah. Here's another one. Most pictures out of Russia have that same energy. I was about to say the next picture has somehow even darker. You want to talk about some like weird energy, man. Look at this, but this tweet, uh, <laughs> this tweet was really great. Oh, that's, see, that's um, a powerful image right there. The age of the scientist, the bug me, the beer crowds, or the age of the oracles. I wonder, like, to relate this to what we're talking about, I wonder if the internet is bringing back sort of uh, a, a sort of a type of mysticism, yes. a type of like, I sure machinic, hope so. uh, it's yeah. the 100%. The case, like, every, absolutely. Like, think of the furries I'm, are the, the animist portion too. of. Yeah, man. They're, you know. they're, they're the fur, the, the old ancient animist furries. They're just hanging out, being animals, wearing. Because there's skin. a mania, there's a mania attached to the fur. Yeah, you don't I have to be a person. Is, yeah, exactly. And uh, that's, and that's I'm not the saying like it. it's the I'm same. It, to me, it's of course disrespectful to equate it to indigenous m- mythology and and throughout the world, not just in North America. But I think that in some respects, there like this is what we I was trying to do on the fairy stream, which was saying that maybe there is something deeper. Like, why are people? Oh, like uh, spirit animal. Yeah, 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 that kind well, of thing. Well, and my and my friend Hero, he's like Geo. No, it's not that complicated. Well, it's no, it, 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 it is. It, it, I think it is. I think it is. But it's 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 like it's like. The difference between people who play Call of Duty and people who fucking are at, like fighting in war, you know what I mean? It's like the the the, uh, the spirit animal people are doing it. They're yeah. Well, to be fair, it. to be fair, They're... the the furries are playing Call of Duty. It's a different kind of duty, but. Oh god. When you said that, what flashed into my mind was that wolf. Remember, have you guys seen the gray wolf? There was this comic. The gray wolf Abby with the with the, the he, he was a brown he was a brown. I hate I now. I hate that I understand the reference. But... You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, it was about. an encyclopedia yeah. dramatica back in the day. Yeah, get me comic. Out. <laughs> All yeah. right, let's talk about something serious. What Lev, what is this uh, great? thing that's going to happen okay so, the, so there's going to be a great conjunction <laughs> wait i just oh, oh, yeah, some idea just popped the, uh... into my head yeah what it's is like, it what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay if the furries are shamans gone rogue does that mean the furries are wendigos 
Don't, don't ask that. Do not, okay, Interesting. Last, you're going to have to delete that from the screen. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> an info <laughs> hazard. Yeah, <laughs> take that Great out. conjunction <laughs> made him Man, say that. that. Yeah. Oh, wait. I, I actually have... Windigos. Okay, so I, I have a question for Brett. Brett, what do you think about furries? We haven't really heard anything from you about the furries. So before we move on, what do you think of furries, furry culture? I don't know if... <laughs> what an initiation under this team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think you guys are onto something with the whole uh, sh modern shamanism, internet mysticism, and furries. There's, I, I personally think and see that the occult is coming back pretty strong on the internet, especially these days, and embodying or personifying... Uh, Taking on another form like that definitely is shape-shifting. And I think that's a big part of uh, shamanism, maybe neo-shamanism. So I think there's something to that. I'm not against furries. It's not my thing. And then, yeah, different thank you, strokes Ed. for different folks. You know, like, like what? who am I to tell people that they can't blow each other wearing mascot costumes? Like, this is America. Yeah. Like, go for it. Do it. I'm we'll see. We'll see. That's going to bully them is... off the internet. That's all. Yeah, this just, is the, just stop jokes. producing images like the jokes. one that James posted in the oh, fucking make, Discord. Make no mistake, I'm going to be relentless making jokes, and I'll definitely be side-eyeing like, what the fuck are these people up to? But, you know, like, like if they want to blow each other wearing mascot costumes, like, like go for it. The ones that fuck dogs and stuff like that, okay, we got to stop that. Like, we can't have that. Yeah, public execution. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> call that, a, I wouldn't call those people, I, I genuinely would not call those people and furries. Although the there, there was, I would there was separate an incident. I imagine that Venn diagram has some crossover. There was more than a few incidents. Hero, Hero, the wolf, and the zoo crew. If you guys remember, I don't that. want you to say those words. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm please. Yeah, they, they played that on Howard <laughs> Stern. Don't, like, don't uh, say those words in that order I, again. See, like maybe see, ten the reason, years ago. The reason why yeah, I, see, I like that's that, the real info hazard. <laughs> see, the reason why I like yeah. that though is because it sounds like a Saturday morning cartoon series, right? Exactly. Here are the wolf and the zoo crew. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the wolf and the zoo crew. It's like a, it's like a SCP or something like. You give your kid, it's like a book that you give your kid, and then the, you see one thing when it opens, but when they open it, they see something completely different. It's just to corrupt them utterly. Uh, yeah, that's that's what that is. Don't. Oh don't my say it god. Again. Okay, we, uh, let's please. Can, we're, can, we're, I, can I suggest a new topic now? Please, please. All right, new topic. All right, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oof. I I have I have not played it, but I've watched. So I played it at an event, uh, like a trade show, mm, two years ago, three years, like who knows what time is anymore. And I didn't think <laughs> too highly of it then. I was like, oh, fuck this, boys. And everybody what? else was like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Like you don't know what you're talking about. Like you're just being a butthole. Don't be mean. And I'm like, no, no. I just finished it. I put in 76 hours into it, and I will confidently say that. It is the second best Western RPG I've ever played, right behind the original Deus Ex. How can you call it an RPG, though? Like, especially after saying Deus Ex, like, the differences are so massive in terms of the way in which the game responds to the things that you do. Not necessarily, like, the dialogue is, you know, it's dialogue, right? But, like, I mean, the, the things that happen, like, the game doesn't, from what I've understood here, the game doesn't, like, there's, like, four or five endings, right? But, like, ultimately... It's basically just a straight line until those five options. I mean, yeah. Is there but like I mean, a multiplayer? No, there's no. No, there's multiplayer. no multiplayer. Yeah, in it. it's so it's not like an it's open like cyberpunk world that you can 
interact I, with other people. It's like Skyrim. Not. It's Actually, like Skyrim. Um, the, the game, is the game how, finished? Uh, <laughs> that's that's it, how, uh, how bad? How is, are, we gotta wait another year or something before it's uh, polished? They uh, they took it off the uh, PlayStation Store recently. That was because yeah, that was because CD Projekt Red, the developers, were like. Yeah, just get a refund if you don't like it. And they never asked Sony or Microsoft if they could do that. And Sony and Microsoft were like, yeah, you can't just like say that we're going to do that because like we never said that we were going to do that. And CD Projekt Red was like, okay, but just keep do it anyway, everyone. And, <laughs> and then Sony was like, fuck you. And then Microsoft was like, like I, I think if they created what I guess what No Man's Sky wanted to be or will became, if they created like a cyberpunk world similar to like, I don't know, like Second Life, but less like creepy or outdated. If they created like a, a, a sandbox type concept where people like could interact in a cyberpunk universe, I don't know. That would have been yeah, that would have been but... something. Like I like think it... Second Life. Some of the most fun I think I've ever had in my life is flying around in a spaceship when in Second Life dropping dick bombs. Shout out to Ralph like, Kuton. Like legendary Ralph video game. See, yeah. I always, I was always tempted, but then I guess I don't know. It's Dude, it's a den. It's a den. It's a den of de degeneracy. You yeah, know. I know. You think furries are bad? Second, I don't know where. Insane. I don't know what's going on with like four chain culture. Like I, I, I like I'm so far out of that stuff, and uh... it's just sneed now, dude. It's just sneed. It's sneed. Yeah. It's just sneed. But no, it's it's funny because there there is this article I read once about digital. Um, digital urban exploration how like these these like detached uh like the servers are on for some godforsaken reason a lot of these oh, open world games but worlds. nobody's you're, in them you're talking about worlds online worlds online but other there's other ones too and it's really fascinating how even things get abandoned in the digital space like i remember H, you know zhp was tweeting about how the majority of the internet will be closed to us soon and I'm thinking, like, imagine all of those dead websites and those, uh, you know, those deep web sort of uh, uh -huh. junk. Like, what is in the there? GeoCities era. It's like the catacombs. It's like the catacombs, the, the, the French, the well, terrorist the catacombs of the internet. There. I when bet the, the spirits... Time? The spirits Gin. of the internet are in yeah. there. Gin. 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 Well, not just of the internet. I bet that when we die, we can actually, as ghosts visit websites that have existed in the past. No, Lev! No! Let us out! This is reminding oh me of that God. one time. An admin, an admin account to OnlyFans. We can just see everything. Yeah, right. exactly but you have no penis to. to jack off with! No! Do you guys see yeah. what they're doing with Flash? How they're changing that? Have you seen they, that? They're just, yeah, they're it breaks my uh, heart to hear about Flash. Yeah, Le Lev like, is an uh, old, old, well, old... Uh, old school newgrounds guy man right yeah like, so I, I think we all are like so it is it is around. dying but there is a massive effort to archive and there's yeah i heard that. web yeah. software to replay it it makes me wonder like could you re like they're they're trying to breathe life into it whether or not it'll work i don't know i but... assume they could make something that's like open source that operates basically the same as flash and and sort of like re like revive it from the dead mm -hmm. but why, as why long as the protocol is there anyone could write a, an emulator or adapter for it well that's basically what language. is what i'm saying is happening right it's just um i wonder how hard it is to breathe life back into some of these other dead things like it's not... let's all make myspace pages 
No, yeah, like it's not that. Why not? There, there are tiny, yeah, there are tiny pockets always of like resistance within. Like you see this, it, it, Gio was saying, uh, uh, sort of with like the worlds.com type shit, but video games are a great example of this, of like old MMOs and stuff like that, where the community basically just refuses to allow it to die. Like, <laughs> like Warhammer Online, for example, it's an old ass MMO, it doesn't exist anymore, there's no servers anymore, except one. Life finds server. Way. Yeah, one private server but that is run I mean. by I super, feel... super autistic Jenny people from the <laughs> But no, I mean, so... that's what makes it work. Yeah. That's why a well, motivated, a well motivated individual will get a lot of shit done. Exactly. Yeah. I'm still active. I'm still active. We should buy up Geo On Cities what? and turn it into Geo Cities. Exactly. <laughs> With the eye instead of yeah. the Buy like a museum and just have a digital museum. You can go visit these. No, there are people worlds. that do that. Oh, really? Yo, know, there's yeah, there's this book I have. It's called uh, Art Lives Here, where they talk about the early internet artists that have like found a way to make like different um, archivable. We actually had a digital, not a digital artist, but we had a, a gallery artist that works with computers and things like that on the show. But it's really crazy how I, I think the problem is the imagination of people nowadays. You were saying about different uh, ways of finding not just taking something and, and making it alive like reanimating it but also just the model of the internet itself i feel is out of necessity going to change like yeah. we talk about this with fodcorp a lot yeah. where we have to think smaller instead of bigger meaning yes. like we have to go back to the model of the internet as it was whereas people that come along like this this parlor bullshit like your your alternative isn't going to be like create your own social media like conglomerate that's exactly. not going to be the model it's going to be like you have to actively work to find content again or find people i feel that in some ways that's going to be the only way moving forward but they'll try to make that impossible. The Jannies of peer peer to peer internet entirely. Like all of it. The only the only question is, you know I mean? and I guess like, will, and I will guess, be able to make money from that though. That's the only question. Yeah. Because if you have a very limited amount of initiates yeah. that could see your stuff, then that's going to limit uh, how much uh, well, advertising I don't revenue and like I don't know how Urbit works, but apparently that was the goal that Urbit tried to set out for itself. For whether they uh, maybe I'm a brainlet, but I legitimately because I've never looked into it have no concept of what Urbit even is. I literally just see Urbit the word and people being like Urbit, cool, blah blah, planets, Urbit. Urbit. and I'm just like, Urbit. all right, I don't know what that is. Is it a new operating system? I think they want it to be like a new like. To, like what the internet was going to be but then the corporations came and smashed everything so. interesting okay yeah. let's turn the entire internet into a pseudo soul seek it's like yeah, you do know what soul seek is a soul a pseudo soul seek is that what you said yeah so soul seek is this peer-to-peer -peer, like uh application that allows people to share music and files it's yeah, been that, around oh, since okay. the 2000s. It's like the thing that came after LimeWire. Like that was. Oh, yeah, 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 it's that's still right. it's yeah. still alive. It's still alive, very much yeah. alive. I'm sure LimeWire still exists in some LimeWire, variety. Morpheus, like, no, but but SoulSeek is especially all those old things. Like they're they're all yeah. still floating around somewhere. Yeah, it was just Napster that got killed, and I imagine that they have their like. You know, they, they have their versions of, uh, you know, the, the, the like Twitter royalty that we have on our side. Of you know what I mean? Like there there's the communities will always find a way to exist. There will always yeah. be a way. Yeah. Some bastards got the whole archive of all the music ever somewhere. Yeah. Just sitting like, on a server yeah. farm, just like, waiting for the next thing so you can upload it. 
Because exactly. the guys who are that into piracy, they get off on it. Like they love it. They live for it. They're like, I'm gonna yeah. share. Everything. They'll move to Eastern European countries to have. They, yeah, they would literally yeah. reroute their life to better. There are there are pirate. many underground private trackers for very hard to find music and movies, especially from East Asia. I I'm on uh, two great uh, private trackers for for movies. Uh, one is called KG. I, I don't know how to pronounce the full name. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, and then the other is uh, Pass the Popcorn. Um, both, K- both are great. K- KG's has been very hard to get into for a while. It's impossible to get into. I only got it. I, I've been a member now for five, five six years. Um, and someone from Letterboxd gave me an invite. for you know. For- there used to be this uh, music tracker called what.cd. Yeah, also, yeah, but it like died a while ago. I don't know, I don't remember how many years ago that was, but it got shut down. So yeah, KG is the only thing that remains. <laughs> it's pretty funny that like so many people are like, oh, I need to get into KG, where it's like, honestly, most pretty much everything that's on KG is also on Pass the Popcorn, which is easier to get into. Most things on KG are on Soulseek too. The what what really had hard to find things was what.cd. There was a yeah. lot of stuff there that was impossible to find elsewhere. I'm assuming that was just music. Yeah, most of it was music. There's a there's a lot of ja- underground Japanese music that's really hard to find. Like yeah, see, limited I'm, I'm edition a, finals. I'm too much of a normie with music where you know everything I want for the most part is on Spotify except for Kanye leaks. So. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody subscribe right fucking now. I was eating. I did not know that I was supposed to go in here and interrupt uh, this gap of time. I don't even know what these <laughs> things are, but they're really delicious. Look at them. Look at this vegetable. Does Free anybody know what... Yes, zucchini, it's man. a zucchini. Exactly. Somebody <laughs> should make a zucchini bikini, like an edible bikini made out of zucchinis. Anyway. I'm sure it's been done. G- great conjunction. Yeah, I believe so. Great. God damn it. Okay. Great conjunction. It's the combination of the planet Saturn and the planet Jupiter, like when they align, not combined, but when they just align together. So uh, it's like an eclipse of some sort of these Deuce planets. Is fighting his father once again. And it's supposed to happen like every, like, the last time was 800 years ago. But anyway, Michael Scotto, when he comes at 7 o'clock an hour from now, he is going to get much more deeper into it. But one thing that I did want to say about it in the beginning is, do you guys think, like, you know, people are talking about... Like, oh my god, this thing's gonna happen, and we're all going to be enlightened. And I remember that there was this guy who, I don't know, I don't know if he's a grifter. I mean, he was really big with the whole QAnon stuff. What is his name? Holy shit, I don't remember. Uh, Are you talking about the Hidden Hand fellow? The one from the, that... from the 2008 forum post? What did he post about? No, 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 no. This was, okay, this is this guy, kind of young, blonde-haired dude who had a chart. And he always like drew things on the chart, and uh, he was pretty pop. Uh, he's probably still pretty popular right uh, now. Oh, Scott but... Adams? No, no, no. Watch no. younger. Glenn Beck? No, no. This oh. is like a QAnon guy. This is like a QAnon guy. I'm just trying to remember his name right QAnon now. QAnon guy. Yeah, Lionel uh, gave him a lot of accolades, and I'm trying to remember his name right now. It's going to come to me. Yes. The Nick Hinton guy. No, not I, Nick Hinton. Maybe anybody in the chat, if anybody in the chat knows who the fuck I'm talking about, please write it down while I'm going to try to uh, give myself like a little bit of a, uh, you know. Uh, anyway, what I'm getting at here is this guy was talking about how the sun is going to change in such a way that it's going to affect 
the frequency and we're all going to be like a higher level of enlightenment. Oh, I've heard a lot so, of people say that kind of stuff. So mo modern hermeticists, like you are, you are in the spiritual know-how out of all of us here. What do you say about that? And I'm going to find this dude's name. I mean, people have been saying that stuff forever. So, and it just doesn't happen. The date gets pushed back. Right. So, but, uh, I don't think it's going to be a, a mass cosmic awakening. That kind of thing happens on an individual level. It's non-simultaneously apprehended. It's not something that people just like. It's not caused by the stars or anything. Mm. Well, what do the stars uh, do? Rhizomatic. Like, if the stars do anything, what is it? And same thing with the planets. They're signs. Well, it depends who you talk to, right? And like what branch of astrology and what kind of astrologer. But by and large, people nowadays look at the stars as signs, as like symbols for things. And so there are different emphases that come out during certain times. And that, that kind of gives a certain texture to life that people want to interpret, you know, because everybody's desperate for meaning and so they want to taxonomize life and astrology is just like one of the mm. many ways you can taxonomize life just like i don't know big the big five personality traits or or jordan peterson's map of mm. meaning or the time cube um they're they're all just different ways of mapping reality and like interfacing with it and Are you attacking Myers Briggs on the show? <laughs> no, I'm not attacking Young is rolling in his grave. No, I, I want to say I want to push back on astrology. I think this is a big mis like mis like conception with astrology. It's not there's to an to an extent to a degree it is about your personality, but your birth chart and all the planets that are in your chart is your it's your life story. So a collective I awakening, I don't think, could it, happen because everyone's, um, depending on your chart and where Aquarius is in everyone's chart, this Saturn entering into Aquarius is going to be different for everyone. Right. And if you're, if you just turned thirty this year, you are leaving your Saturn return. So, but I wanted to ask M MH, like, where where did um, what we know as astrology come from? I know there's the Vedic astrology, but where is like? I guess you could say the Western version. Does it have it like its roots within um, that sort of the era of like magic and occultism? Like, where do we know like the chart system? Like, where did that all come from? I'm kind of so here into that. It, it's complicated, but like to make the long story short, it starts in Babylon, let's say in the fifth century BC. But during that time, it's mostly just omens. So it's looking at things as like fortunate or unfortunate. And then when it gets into the Greeks, they, they mathematize it and they start to look at it geometrically and they add scores to the debilities and the, um, and, and so like the power, the planets have dignities essentially that can be. Oh, okay. That's um, so essentially the, the prehistoric like, one is, is more uh, the very basic archetypes of good, almost or like bad, fast, magic slow, light, dark, some, something very broad. And then as time mm -hmm. progressed, they started expanding and adding more detail to it. Yeah, well, there's also like hot, cold. Like it's not even like good, bad right. necessarily. It's more like. But the archetypes hot, became cold, more moist, specific and dry. more more nuanced, well, like our language uh, at the same time. Where's Where's ether come in? So ether is comes in later, but well, I mean, the idea is it's a fifth element. There are five element. That there are 
four elements that compose all of matter in the Aristotelian system. It's actually the Empedoclean system, but it doesn't matter. Um, and then uh, the quintessence, the fifth essence, ether, is sort of like the spiritual substance that spirits and the spheres of the planets and even the planets themselves are made of. So it's a kind of rarefied substance that is not quite air, not quite fire. Would you say it's like Shakti? Would you say that those two can be pretty much uh, set to be the same thing? Can you distill Shakti into alcohol and drink it and, and call it a spirit? Because hmm. that's where that comes from, right? So the idea is like, oh, I have this this water that I can set on fire, but also it preserves earth and also it evaporates really quickly. So it like turns into air. So it's this kind of substance that's been distilled from matter that is the spirit of the thing. And that is quintessence. So essentially like the heavens were made of alcohol uh in in the medieval <laughs> paradigm uh or rather you yeah, could distill the stuff of heavens from from objects down below well, i'm pretty sure alcohol uh, that's fascinating I'm, shit man i'm that, that sure the root word for alcohol is the name of some persian demon sure cool. all the spirits Arabic. come from the planets right so like the idea is that the planets pour in their rays, depending on the system, and um, these then get congealed into various substances in accordance with the configurations of the planets. And then those things have specific essences that can be distilled or removed from them. And so that's how alchemy and astrology cross over, right? Is this idea that um, spirits of things uh, create substances, material substances, and they can be smashed apart and reconstructed or transmuted and so mm. forth. But so astrology, as we understand it, all of this great conjunction stuff, it, it comes from Mashallah and Abu Mashar. Abu Mashar was a Persian uh, astrologer who was interested in um, you know, these grand cycles of time. So in Plato's Timaeus, for example, you get the great platonic year. But yeah. there are smaller units of time within that myth of eternal recurrence. And, so, and one of the ways that you can calculate cycles is taking the two furthermost planets in the solar system, the two slowest moving ones, and see every time that they come together in the sky in the same degree, then those, that is a conjunction. And those conjunctions, they occur every 20 years and every 20 years it moves through a sign. Um, or rather, I think it's every 200 years it moves through a sign. Um, and so we are embarking into the great conjunction in Aquarius, uh, which is an air sign. And so that is going to be different from where we were, which was in an earth sign. So you'll see more emphasis, you know, in the causal understanding of things, we can, we'll be more aware uh, of things like telecommunications or things like uh, surveillance is a big one. I, I think surveillance is a big thing that will be indicated by this conjunction. But Medicine too. Berkeley, uh, Guys like Marsilio Ficino, like astrologers that I study in, in um, my spare time, they looked at the 
conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter as this reunion of wisdom and divine law. So Saturn being the wisdom part and then Jupiter being the divine law part. So Ficino, for example, held off on publishing his complete translation of Plato in Latin uh, in eight, uh, 1484, which was when there was a great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. And he thought this would like usher in a whole new golden age with the works of Plato coming in. And, uh, you know, there would be some sort of spiritual transformation. Um, so there are often people claiming these great spiritual transformations, these great changes. And, um, you know, you can, you can say there's always change happening and that this is a good map for understanding it. Uh, whether it causes the changes is another thing. Um, and, and this got also debated in the Renaissance where you have guys like Pico della Mirandola who are uh, against astrology and they think that all of these predictions that people made that like, for example, the great conjunction would predict the end of Christianity, that didn't happen. So astrology as Abu Mashar taught it um, must be bunk. And so the, lots of the anti-astrological arguments of today, they all go back to these um, arguments that Pico Dilla Mirandola made. But it is a, a very concrete tradition that we can trace all the texts back to people uh, writing in Arabic for the most part, uh, debating philosophical ideas from late antiquity. And uh, yeah. Is that That's where they get this um, this whole like Bethlehem star interpretation? Have you heard that one going around? Yeah, so there's a lot of like theorization about that, the Stella Magorum, the star of the Magi. And there have been lots of different ideas about it. Some people, they chalk it up to this conjunction idea, which would put like the birth of Jesus, I think something like 4 BC. Um, but hmm. again, like I don't, I don't take these things as necessarily like factual, like descriptions of how yeah. the stars were in the sky, um, but more just like about the importance of uh, the nativity and like why it was recognized in the story by Zoroastrian priests and things like that. Speaking of uh, the nativity, now, Geo, as a warning, this may be kind of heretical, but I want to read you one interpretation of the uh, birth of Jesus. So, the virgin birth is recorded as having taken place on December 25th, or a certain secret society celebrated on Christmas Eve at midnight of December 24th. Mystics established this day to mark the birth of Jesus because it was keeping with the great earthly <laughs> benefits this astronomical change signifies. The astronomical observations observed, which prompted... Oh, and it's great, Hotep Sophia is here. The astronomical observations, which prompted the authors of this drama to use these dates, mm. were all made in the Northern Hemisphere. So from an astronomical point of view, the reverse would be true if seen from the Southern Latitudes. However, this story was recorded in the North and therefore was based on Northern observation. Man very early discovered that the sun played a most important role in his life, and without the sun... Physical life as you know it would not be, so these most important dates in the story of the life of Jesus are based upon the position of the sun as seen from the earth in the northern latitudes. After the sun reaches its highest point in the heavens in June, 
it gradually falls southward, taking with it the life of the plant world, so that by December almost all of nature has been stilted. Should the sun continue to fall so uh, southward, all nature would be stilted unto death. However, on December 25th, the sun begins its great move north, bringing with it the promise of salvation and life anew for the world. Each day, as the sun rises higher in the heavens, man gains confidence in being saved from death by cold and starvation, for he knows that... As it moves northward and crosses the equator, all nature will rise again, will be resurrected from its long winter sleep. Our day is measured from midnight to midnight, and since the visible day begins in the east and ends in the west, the ancients said the day was born of that constellation which occupied the eastern horizon at midnight. On Christmas Eve, or midnight of December 24th, the constellation Virgo is rising on the eastern horizon. So it is recorded that the sun and savior of the world was born of a virgin. It is also recorded that this virgin mother was traveling through the night and she stopped at an inn and was given the only available room among the animals and there in the manger where the animals fed, uh, the shepherds found the holy child. The animals with whom the holy virgin was lodged are the holy animals of the zodiac. There, in the constantly moving circle of astronomical animals, stands the Holy Mother Virgo, and there you will see her every midnight of December 24th, standing on the eastern horizon as the sun and savior of the world starts his journey northward. So, there we go. I don't know what you think of this, uh, but that is an astrological interpretation of the uh, birth of Jesus. I don't think this is necessarily heretical, because... Here's the thing. I know you're asking Geo, but I've noticed this a lot with religious texts. They tend to synchronize with so many different possible interpretations. And I think this is just another manifestation of the idea that man finds the omens he wants. Really, like uh, at the end, the way you define things is what ends up uh, defining reality in a really funny way. So just because it, it, it actually aligns perfectly with this description doesn't necessarily make it any less true. So would it be like an as above, so below type of deal? Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm going for. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Gio, what, what do you think? Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not exactly I don't want to put you on the spot here. But... No, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I'm trying to... I'm, I've been uh, looking up recently on on just like uh, I don't know about whether the importance of the actual date itself uh, in in, the, in theology and Catholic theology in particular. I don't know. I'm I'm sort of uh, yeah. I'm sort of um, I think I think I don't know if I if I recall maybe modern hermeticist knows more, but I I think even like theologians knew like that the the exact date wasn't like total. I, I mean, of course they did wasn't exactly like the 25th of December. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I think right. a lot of astrologers place it at the 7th of January. Yeah, it was around more, that time. Yeah. Yeah, or Eastern Orthodox Christians celebrate Christmas on the 7th of January. Don't, don't all Orthodox people celebrate it like around January? Or is that, uh, I, I, I don't know if it's on the 20th. I, I'm aware yeah. that Eastern yeah. Orthodox people do it because all the Christians around me are Eastern Orthodox. Well, you get you get Greek Orthodox, you get the Eastern Orthodox, you get a, a bunch of different types of Orthodox that are, I don't know if they all do the same, the same thing. Um, but yeah, January 20th was always, my dad was kind of like edgy with this kind of shit. Like I remember one year he was like, 
you know, that's not when Jesus was born. <laughs> but I, th- I don't know. I, I think that I, I think when we talk about all of this, I think there's some significance to to astrology or whatever. But I, I, I agree with MH. I don't I don't think there's a predictive power per se, but rather it's sort of like there's harmonies and there's synchronicities that happen throughout one's life. And it's really up to not just there's a huge part of what you want to see, like what you want to read into it. But I feel that certain things, when you talk about, um, you know, I, I think like to, to steal, to steal off's point, I feel that it is true that different peoples have different, not just different belief systems, but also the belief systems that they adopt are suited to their temperaments and their geographic location, their moment in time and their epistemy. I feel that there's a significant, there's a cosmic significance to all of this. Like, why do you think that certain peoples have gravitated towards Islam besides like the material conditions of Islam spreading through conquest and so forth, or Christianity spreading through conquest? I feel that there's something deeper than just material. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I No, but I feel that there's something deeper than just the material conditions of why certain beliefs spread. I feel that there's something, like I said this on Twitter once, I said, you know, your gut biome dictates more what you believe in politically than just like, I yep. read about ideologies and this mm-hmm. is what I believe. You know, there's something, there's, there, there's sort of like this ether that translates like this sort of state of unknowing between what I developed into in terms of my beliefs or my politics or whatnot, or who I am as a person and that original sort of what led you down the path towards your sort of epistemological or ontological disposition in life. I feel that there's got to be some sort of intangible quality there. It's almost like a platonic remembrance of what you yourself deep down know in your soul or i don't know i'm just maybe i'm just being too uh, no i think you're right that's basically what whenever i get in these conversations it always comes down to that it's just you know it's there but you can't describe it's it's unknowable it's unknowable i'm okay with that i think it's 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 like like the predictive the whole predictive nature of this it's like saying that you predicted that the ripple was going to get larger like you know what i mean it's like it's like yeah that's it's it's not necessarily a like i'm going to predict that something is going to happen here it's sort of like watching the tide and predicting where the wave is going about, to end uh it's not like predicting if it's going to rain next tuesday it's predicting that it's going to be warmer in the summer and cooler mm-hmm. in the winter yeah basically like it's 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 a it's a it's a broad it's a more broad strokes like i don't think daily horoscope makes that much sense i think uh, broad brush painting is a little bit more um, one mm. it makes more sense to me in terms of the ability for people to make predictions like don't make spe- specific predictions it's a great way to lose um, but this goes to everything belief systems mm-hmm. and ideologies yeah. and yeah. things that happen in particular time I mean in in some ways I mean I guess you could say this is maybe not a white pill but a clear p- clear pill um, about the, the reason that we're going through what we're seeing now in modernity is that not that it had to happen, but rather, I, I think there's a reason for everything. I don't know what that reason is, but I feel that, you know, why, why did Christianity take off the way it did? Because I feel that truly there was a moment in time where there's a culmination of different forces that come about and the world and existence itself needed that to happen. And I feel that, you know, this is why, people talk about traditionalism i think a vulgar tradist approach would be well what is oldest is the best 
when in reality tradition i feel isn't just a matter of age but it's a matter of what suits uh what suits this particular people or this particular disposition at this time and to just say like to go back then we would go back all the like you know we would start barge posting where we'd be like well the most oldest european uh indo-european animist belief systems that's like the real tradition well by the way i don't know what this thing is the jap the chapo people are going after barge now i don't, I don't know but, well. by the way geo speaking of the oldest over here uh to the point that uh, you were modern and modern hermeticists were making about everybody having like different astrological uh, charts. So this is a uh, compilation from Gobekli Tepe, which yes. for those who don't know, it was discovered in Turkey and it's supposed to be like over 9,000 years old. Over 9,000! 11,000 apparently. 11,000, holy shit. Well, this goes to what Graham Hancock was talking about, about this giant cataclysm that wiped out a lot of advanced civilizations. People had to start over. Here you have these uh, very recognizable... Uh, little uh, purses we always see these purses we see them in all kinds of uh, ancient uh, structures and here we see uh, this being aligned to the stars so and uh, speaking of stars we have a star joining us right now in the world of physics so i am so happy to introduce eric because i think that a lot of these uh, i think a lot of these conversations and by the way why can't i change the view hold on i think i have to admit first what is going on with zoom this is crazy yeah, I haven't seen you the whole time, Lev. I've been seeing what? Lev. Works on my oh. machine. Yeah, yeah no, no, no you, can, you can change to um to grid view so you can like see everybody at all. No, times. I got I gotta change the screen, but right now something has happened. I think my guys, I apologize for this. I think because I'm using the stupid laptop, it's not making me properly switch. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, it thinks my mouse is in another area. But anyway, and we also have Hotep Sophia here, and we have Tsuyami announcing all the people who have made it here. I'm so grateful for everybody to be here. And guys, don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe right now. I will do shots. Hell yeah. Don't subscribe. Do if you don't yeah, subscribe, subscribe. Shut up. Yes, don't subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> yes, subscribe. If you don't, if you don't subscribe, Sinyami will kiss you. That's so oh, that's gay oh. as fuck, dude. That's, what, that's how it works, man. I don't make the rules. If you don't submit, if you don't subscribe soon, I'm going to commit some horrible war crimes in Minecraft, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And in real life. And in real life. Oh boy. Okay. So Eric, he's joining us right now with audio. I don't know if there is a webcam. Eric, do you have a webcam or uh, just uh, just the audio? I have the webcam too. I just gotta put it up real quick. All right, sweet. So for those uh, for those of you who don't know, one of the things that I really wanted to do in a lot of these streams is being able to bring together people who are both into more of like the mystical, metaphysical kind of things, as well as with the uh, more I'd say uh, grounded, uh, physical oriented uh, topics, and be able to see where we can meet and where we agree on, where we disagree on. So we have Haka Says, and uh, Haka Says, can you briefly state your view of the world? And the topic here is going to be about, uh, before we get to Michael, who's coming in at 7, it's basically going to be about where do you see the limitations of uh, what we currently know to be possible in the realm of physics, technology, things of that nature. So Haka Says, go for it. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I would say that from a technical standpoint, 
the models between, we'll say, the electric view and the physical view are not that far off. They generally use the same equations. But uh, when you view them from a certain perspective, you're opening or closing particular doors. So the currently accepted model is essentially that certain uh, interactions of matter, particular matter can lead to things like electricity and magnetism, uh, whereas the historical, the 19th century, the J.J. Thompson, Oliver Heaviside, the, the Nikola Tesla era type view was sort of the opposite, is that interactions of electricity and magnetism is what leads to matter. So it's the same formula is just inverted. So uh, I am uh, sort of a student of Eric Dollard and uh, well, Tesla's work indirectly. So it, it leads in the similar direction, but uh, I think it has a lot more possibilities uh, than the current view that we have. Uh, I think the best thing we have right now would be dark matter. That's 30, 40 years of failed experiments. You know, no warp drive, no, no anti-gravity, no fun stuff. Uh, seems to be possible under the current uh, current system, so they're just not as interesting. What if it's so. both at the same time? Isn't that like the essence of it? It could be. And the observe, yeah, you know, the the matter leads to the the electric effect. They could be a co-creative process, but uh, yeah, the, the, this, the system we use now is sort of mechanistic it, and eliminates a lot of those possibilities. So I would be very interested in hearing from Eric. I'm not sure what uh, what the webcam situation is, but regardless, it would be great. Uh, we probably to don't disagree your... as much as you think. <laughs> well, this this is why we're here. I mean, I want to get somebody. And let me just tell you guys a little bit about Eric. Uh, so Eric, he is a physics and mathematics student with an insatiable curiosity aspiring to get a PhD in physics. And he says, let's learn from one another. So this is exactly what we do here at the BTR stream. And I am honored to have Eric here as well as everybody here. Once again, everybody, please subscribe right now. Help us get to the very top of the totem pole of these live streams. Subscribe so, uh, if you subscribe. want to see fucking shots. Come on, guys. <laughs> exactly. So, e Eric, uh, what do you think? Uh, can you ask the question one more time? I was trying to like fiddle oh. with the camera. Uh, sure, when I was sure, doing sure. No it, problem at all. Haka says, "Could you could you repeat that, please?" <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant the the question. Uh, the question. What are you? What well, thematic question? I suppose. Beast. Yes. Yeah. So the thematic question would be: What is the limitation uh, that you currently see of uh, technology and uh, basically the uh, physical universe? Oh, um, where do I start? My goodness. Um, I mean, I think he did a good job of, of talking about how um, dark matter hasn't really described much. And it's kind of a placeholder right now for um, a lot of failed hypothesis. But um, I would say our, our limitations um, when it comes to technology Many people think that it, it's with particle accelerators and, and things of that nature, but I think it's more so going towards um, failing to come with a, um, a, a solution for nuclear fusion. Because if, if we could go to more towards the area of nuclear energy and, and things of that nature, I think we would see like a... Um, would you agree that it's sort of a 
the the mantra that's pushed nowadays is that all of the big discoveries in science are already done. The only things that are left are the ones that require the the massive physics degrees, the twenty billion dollar hadron colliders, the the really expensive, you know, you know, fifteenth decimal place to calculate atomic mass. That basically all of the important stuff's been done already. Yeah, can't do it unless you have a sun's worth of energy. That it's like you you can't have a backyard tanker, you know, come up with uh uh. I don't know, inertial electrostatic fusion for less than a thousand dollars. You know, that that's just not possible. It's you know, you yeah, need yeah, the, there, you, need the, some you need the fifty billion dollar Tokamak reactor, you know, that, that might work for an entire sixty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some limitations there when it comes to like, you know, uh, what we can do. Uh, what, what would they call it? Um, backyard physics or, or tabletop mm. physics. But I mean, I don't think that everything has been done in, in that way. I, I, there, would you, would you agree that that's one of the common themes that's sort of pushed these days? Sort of. I would say sort of by, by some people. I think there's a split, though. There, there's a split between um, physicists such as, um, I'm going to slaughter her name so bad, and please forgive me, uh, Sabine Hasenfelder, I think. Uh, she often um, uh, touches on the trouble of physics and such as string theory. She doesn't think that it's a really good theory and, and that um, it's leading to a, a decades worth of useless work and all this other stuff she mm. touches on the fact that um you know we need to put our energies elsewhere and we need more of an economic uh literacy in, in physics in order to attack problems in the right way because she thinks that physics has been stagnant ever since the 70s you know with bell's theorem and all that other stuff so i'd say about 40s 30s 40s but yeah same thing um, would you would you see the schism mostly be between the particle physicist and the quantum physicist? I think it's more so towards a uh, theoretical schism. physicist, uh, like going towards um, uh, string uh, string theory. Yeah, yeah, the string particles, quantum other... gravity, and and all that other stuff. I mean, uh, you know, th there's a lot of great work there being done, but it's mostly mathematical work. It's not. Uh, theoretical physics essentially part. these are things that can't really be tested except exactly things exactly that, you, that well not only that but they, these are theories we'll say string theory that you can't build anything with it it's just it's a it's a piece of math on paper it's on a computer you can't uh you can't make an engine with it you can't make a reactor with it, it it's sort of useless for daily life yes it's outside of our budget but it's also outside of our technological progress like you know mm. it, it would take years and years for us to get there in order to test these things because you know first it started in what like 10 dimensions like where string theory was was started at. and then when it graduated to super string theory then it was like 12 <laughs> dimensions and but it's and like 12 dimensions stuff. on the there's like a power of 100 in there too it's like there's yeah, so yeah. many different solutions that you might as well just model every universe exactly so, it's, it's not practical a geo is string theory like the settled model for most like theoretical physicists or they're still debating string You're theory? You're going to want to answer so. this one. No. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's a very small sect of uh, theoretical physicists that uh, study that. But would you say it gets like the most media attention? Oh, for oh sure. yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Yes, yeah, because it's the Big Bang the Theory, guys. Yeah, and it makes you like, oh, parallel <laughs> fucking universes. There's a oh, universe man. where you have an 18-inch dick. Like someone saying, we I fucking possible. love science. <laughs> it's saying we solved the universe. The, but I mean, granted, it's, it's, it's a fun theory. It's, yeah. it's a fun theory to, to explore. Popular. It was very but fun. It's, but on a, on a practical level, it's not testable. It's not falsifiable. It's not scientific, basically. So it 
puts it on the same tier of uh, well, you, know, you know simulation theory or any of the yeah. theistic theories. You know, it basically it's one of those what ifs. Well, you know, exactly. we had we had theory, we had a string theory before. It used to be called Gnosticism. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I want to kind of get into that portion of it too. So before we were talking about uh, the uh, the ether, and I know that the idea of the ether has been poo pooed in the scientific establishment for a pretty long time. But I wonder, and this is a question to everyone, but I'm also very interested in hearing uh, modern hermeticists, along with Eric and Haka says uh, in particular. Do you guys think that there will be eventually a merging together of uh, science with uh, a lot of these various spiritual uh, <laughs> concepts that have been recorded and uh, done through mystery schools and things of that nature? Let's start you're... with... Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah? You want to right. start that or you want me to... Oh, you can, you can start it. Okay. Um, so the ether... Uh, the historical definition of the ether is medium which transfers light or the media that translates light. So when you think of sound waves in the air, the atmosphere that the air is surrounded, that the air is the medium that transmits the sound waves. So that's how you, you we hear each other. The, the historical idea was that, well, there's got to be something that light has to be passing through. So the idea is that there was a very rarefied, a very thin gas that permeated basically everything. Uh, and that that gas was what uh, trans what allowed light to transfer from place to place. Uh, it there were some competing theories, and most of them were basically dismissed or falsified in the early 1900s. Uh, and nowadays, the uh, the 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 word has sort of some negative connotations, and on a lot of sides, it's seen as more of a, a pseudo scientific. It's seen as a, a, a synonym for magic. Is there's there aren't a lot of people that are using the term ether in a scientific sense. They're using it in a much more mystical sense, which Howard's... may or may not be accurate. But it I don't know it it sort of hurts both uh, both sides. I think unless we we clearly define what we mean by ether. What are the properties? Uh, does it uh, you know it can it be compressed? Can it be rarefied? Is it thicker in some places than others? Does it move? Is it static? Uh, how does it interact with magnetism or electricity or gravity or any of these things? I think, I think from from the mystics they could gain a lot by by thinking in a more scientific sense. Uh, and that's about all I got. <laughs> isn't that's this not... just, isn't this just quantum field theory? But it is like... <laughs> functionally equivalent, but that it doesn't yeah. use the the bad word. It doesn't use yeah. the swear word that is called ether. Well, the other you could call it quantum, quantum <laughs> vacuum quantum. fabric or or even if you call it Einstein's space time, these could be called ethers space because these phone. are the mediums that transfer light. But well, but, the other thing know. that I want to add is when we're talking about this, I think that there is a big divide today among people who, let's say, would and I don't blame either side, regardless of how they uh, how they want to interpret this. But one side sees everything as being much more physical and whatever we're experiencing right now this would be pretty much the limit of what human the physical beings can experience. Uh, the mechanistic and the spiritual like those two dichotomies right how yes exactly so uh what i'm curious about is 
whether through through the scientific process we would be able to bridge the gap between these two. And uh, Eric, I'm curious what you think of this as well as uh, your thoughts on uh, the ether and just basically trying to see, can we reach some kind of uh, agreement or at least start the process to see what may be out there in the spiritual realm through the scientific process? Or is that completely uh, impossible? And uh, what what do you think? Well, I think anything is possible, um, but... I think when it comes to the the ether stuff, uh, when we're talking about like a, a channel that you know light travels to uh, distant objects or whatnot, um, the reason why it was shown to be or th- that um, relativity provided a better model for that, it didn't necessarily say that it's wrong, like completely wrong, and and that's it. It just said that it wasn't a good enough explanation, like as good enough as like relativity is. And um, I agree with that. And, and the reason why I don't think it's like quantum field theory, because when when we're talking about quantum field theory, we're, we're more so dealing with, um, you know, different fields and we're diff- dealing with things at a subatomic level in a different way. It's not necessarily this um, universal channel that everything, uh, kind of passes through in order to get from uh, one part of the universe to another. So I think um, relativity in that way, it's the more superior theory. But in the future, yeah, I mean, there can be something that comes up and and the ether theory might come back and make a comeback and, you know, be the more accurate version. But according to certain tests, um, I, I just don't see much evidence for it as of right now. And then also I would like to say uh, when it comes to the mystical stuff, I mean, like anything is possible, but where my stance is when it comes to that is I think the burden of proof largely falls on the mystical stuff. And and I know that that's not how the, you know, the mystical side might say like, you know, we, you know, we don't go by that, you know, we go by faith or we go by some other type of metric. But to me, to adopt something, I, I need I need a lot of evidence in order to to believe that that's to be true. And, you know, like, let's say, for instance, if we're talking about consciousness, a lot of people think that consciousness is like something that doesn't just reside in the brain. It's like a, a spirit in a way, like it, it it's like everywhere and maybe our consciousness is a part of the universe and all this other and stuff. Psychism. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's the all types and of all the, all the woo woo science. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, who knows, maybe that, that could be right. But my thing is like, let's find some evidence to back that up um, that, you know, outside observers can all like agree upon and measure. And I haven't seen much evidence of that. Yeah, like could, imagine just, imagine there was an electrical engineer and he made a box and it's just a little black box with a light on it and uh, all that happens is when you concentrate on the box the light turns on and that's it <laughs> you know and there's and say a schematic or something they showed exactly how that works but uh th- i think that would be something that would change the world in a certain way you know, you some, something mechanistic I, repeatable i don't think it's possible to to prove these things in a, in a direct causative manner, right? You can draw correlations, but to actually prove them causally is impossible. Like, I don't think that through the scientific method, 
you can come to elucidate any sort of spiritual truth. Instead, you can either affirm it or you can preach limitations that might indicate to you that, oh, maybe the scientific method isn't what's needed to find this truth. Why? Because the scientific method is it's built upon certain assumptions and it can't and it can't prove things outside of those assumptions and those assumptions are entirely based on what is physically observable so it will not hmm. give you results that no go i think well may, maybe it's that. more of a uh, if i suppose if it is proved in a sense it would be a more statistical sense it would be something yeah, that, you exactly. know well there would be another ratio. way of proving it though this is something i was talking about earlier so people have this idea of the uh, astral realm being this realm that people could go into and uh, you know you could create whatever you want there whatever the idea here is that if you were to go into this place meet somebody else who's also there exchange emails and then write to that person and have that be proven somehow that these people were completely unrelated they never knew anything about each other before and if that could be done on the mass scale then at least we would be able to say that the human mind uh, is capable of going somewhere where the body does not reside and is hey, able you, to you could test for it yeah i mean you put two people on the same ayahuasca trip in different parts of the world and see if they talk to each other <laughs> Yeah, sure, my thing numbers. is, like, yeah. if, if we can group. detect it, why can't we measure it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's my big thing. It's like Because there's no, there's no way to verify it outside of the two people you might have doing the experiment. It's non-material. That's the, I think that's that's the problem. Like, okay, the, the, the two people doing the experiment, let's, let's say hypothetically mm -hmm. that we, so we, someone does this astral projection experiment and they do communicate. How do you how do you prove it beyond the experience of these two people? You get a third person. How do you prove it beyond the experience of these three people? That you can't. It keeps going. I suppose well, it's that, well, that yeah. the conscious because consciousness is subjective. Then uh, it makes it very difficult to objectively uh, gauge yeah. some of these things. Well, so I, like I, I, would, I would say astro project to a, a place or somewhere where you know an outside observer can measure. Like, or you let's know, just like say the dream world. <laughs> yeah, or the dream world. <laughs> well, when you when you dream, you're in a particular a different type of reality that has different rules applied to it. Here's how I can yeah. imagine it. Let's say there is a balloon, and somebody puts their hands through the balloon and somebody else puts their hands through the balloon too. The fingers touch within the balloon through this rubber protective layer. Neither of these know that there is this other outside dimension beyond the balloon. All they know is rubber, rubber touching rubber. This is kind of how I imagine if there is this outer realm, how it would work and why exactly we can't really bring it to the fore here right now. I could be wrong, but it's like, well, yeah. Have you, have you guys lucid dreamt? Sometimes. Okay. I have, yeah. Yes, yeah, but not I instantly. I've actually projected before. Yeah, but... people who do that extensively. Uh, uh, I haven't, um, I haven't uh, spent extensive amounts of time doing this, but from what I have, first of all, I've encountered beings in my dreams that were not dream people. And I don't know how to describe what a dream person is, but there's people in your dreams that are not, they're, they're just like, they're basically objects. They, they look like people and they kind of like do stuff like a video game NPC, but they're not a person. You can make them do things. You can talk to them. You can order them to do things and they will do it. 
but um yes lev i see you uh but <laughs> but sometimes like elves. something else that's serendipitous yeah, that seems separate from you that that are yeah they don't work like all the other ones and you know hmm. it's always possible that that's also part of a dream right but when you're lucidly dreaming to encounter something that isn't following the rules of your dream is extremely weird because when you're lucid dreaming you're basically a god you control the space you control everything um, and then to meet something that doesn't work that way is like, okay, what is that? Is that a person? Like, who is that? Yeah. Is that a demon? Like, what is that an extra, like, is that some sort of extra, uh, dimensional consciousness? Like what, what am I, what am I interacting with here? Um, I think it's probably possible because people record, uh, report this with lucid dreaming that they, they have like people meet each other on purpose in dreams. Um, which is just that just like breaks everything basically if that if that's real then what is dreaming what how does that work i, uh, I think a lot of these things are are technically testable but because they're yeah, already considered impossible there's not a lot of effort exactly. spent towards it well, it's, essentially also, if there was someone that wanted to that wanted to test for this type of thing he wouldn't get any funding or budget and he would no, probably well, be laughed I, out I'm, of the I'm, university i'm fairly sure i'm fairly sure that the, the, the like the intelligence agencies did this stuff um cia oh yeah they do lots with of this whole kind other of thing yeah with yeah. the men, men so, who stare at goats and all yeah, yeah. That. that's that's the to me <laughs> men who stare at ghosts is the is the goats. controlled is goats, yeah is the controlled it's the controlled up right it's the yeah that happened but it was totally bullshit and all those people are crazy and yeah the, they and, made and, it and out to be it, a silly comedy yeah you know, john, like, i know the guy the john ronson the guy who wrote it he's also the guy who went to the bohemian grove with alex jones okay movie? sorry what movie are we talking about Men oh, Mike Hansen? Uh, no, his name wait, is John John Ronson. Is his name? No, I thought Mike Hansen went to Bohemian Grove with Alex Jones. Uh, yeah. Maybe that guy was also there, but no, it was it was yeah. John Ronson. He's this little mousy uh, British writer. Um, oh, oh, wait, that was a book first, right? Yes, yeah, he okay, wrote the book. I forgot about that. He wrote, yeah, he wrote I the book. The Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, well, the book the, the book is based on his, or the yeah. movie's based on his book, right? So this this concept is like. Yeah, the CIA totally did this crazy shit, but it didn't work, obviously, because none of that's real, right? But that's not actually what their shit says. Like, when these things got dis- declassified... Uh, or the, the bits that we do see. Yeah, all, all the documents are like, no, this stuff is totally works, and it's really creepy and weird. Like, they would bring people to a state of <laughs> near death, which is like, this is how a lot of... Um, uh, from what I understand, this is how a lot of initiation... Um, uh, I guess rituals would work in, you know, you could even say a baptism, at least a Rupert Sheldrake, who I also want to get into briefly. Uh, He talked about how baptism was like drowning the person (laughs) under the water. Yeah, uh, it's the same. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a living through a death experience type thing, right? It's almost like it's symbolically there, even if the person's not literally drowning, like in Game of Thrones. Um, So the, the, the idea here is, is like these things were done. It's just that the re- results weren't necessarily told to the public, you know, like the, uh, the government does a lot of this shit, um, but they just don't tell you what happened. And, you know, there's like millions of rumors of like these fucking like, you know, uh, Chinese triplet psychics like there's, these, these, these ideas have existed for a really long time of this like. You know, governments keep it. You know, that's that's basically what what uh, what's that Netflix show? Well, we'll say an All intelligence agency wouldn't admit that there was a tool that put their own nation at risk. 
Yes, for sure. They're not going to say like, yeah, you can totally just like Let's say, yeah, you project. can totally find our state secrets and yeah, you, uh, can you, totally here's, you can find the launch the, codes and, and somehow pack, manage yeah. to launch an IBM, ICBM with your brain yeah. or something. No, they're not going to say that. It, no. Whether it was true or not, they would not. They would never tell you. Commit to that type of thing. Well, uh, two, two things. First, first, uh, Remus, I would love for you, if possible, to send uh, Eric. If Eric, if you're interested in this, I would love for uh, you to uh, see some of this, uh, some of these documents that have been declassified oh, and yeah, uh, curious what you would think about them. Because... Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm open. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Because like when it comes to these conversations, this is something we've experienced before where like uh, I want to make sure that even if people are and i want people to be skeptical of all this stuff that there is a baseline that can be achieved by all of us talking about this where at least we can agree that these documents exist that these uh, are the things that they've talked about because i don't think anything's that hidden mostly so much as uh most people just are too busy and they just do other things and they don't really care that much so so, so could i yeah. paraphrase uh, the ones that i'm aware of is sure, it the, 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 the D-class CIA stuff? It's it cool. basically summarizes as uh, yeah, there's some really weird shit going on here, and more research is needed, and yeah, and that's, and that's usually where it that's ends. That's what they that's what they allow out, right? As you would imagine, that, it's like this is this is there's, what's, there's some weird like, shit, and let's yeah. keep looking into it. Um, the 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 one that's very famous that I'm going to put in the chat right now is called analysis and assessment of gateway process. Okay. This oh one, yeah, I've read a lot that of people one. have heard of this one. If you've read it, it's extremely interesting. Huh. Um, uh, but this essentially shows that there's at least, at least um, the you know probably the most powerful institution on the planet thought that this had enough merit to warrant actually looking into it so i'm gonna i'm gonna post that it's pdf i i loved how the description of uh of the world as a hologram yes and god, oh, how man, god works all and, of it. <laughs> and, and tying that up with the with plank length and all of that i think that was fucking amazing it's extremely interesting this document yeah every conspiracy want... is real by the way yeah they're all real <laughs> every real. To... even the conflicting ones those are the ones that are yeah, ho real. hollow earth Time cube, Agartha, cube Earth, uh, they're all, they're all, they're all simultaneously. real. They're all yeah, true. Yeah. There's yeah. just many different versions of the Earth. That's all. Yeah, it's perceptible. Yeah, well, that's know, multiverse, we're right? all living a on the different versions of the Earth. We're just being projected holograms onto all of them. So, yeah. you know, Cube Earth, Flat Earth, Hollow Earth, all of it, it all looks exactly the fucking same to any of us. You know, yeah. I could be on be fucking flat Earth, and Lev could be on Cube Earth, and we're just being projected onto yeah, the other dude. Earth. Wonder Have how you heard of sex works? Don't worry spiders. about it. It's just gonna fry your brain. It just fucking works. Or you could have you a schizophrenic episode, not even be here right now. Yeah, you <laughs> know, every day, Geo. Every fucking day. No, don't worry about it. Episode. Zero sum. Like this a, isn't like real. Called non-Euclidean geometry. Yeah, well, like I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think of like the Godel multiple worlds theory? Like it's compelling. I guess it's just as compelling as like transhumanists that talk about ancestor simulations. But it makes sense. That's it. it does <sighs> make sense. I feel, but at the same time, I don't know. That's again. This is like all just different levels of Gnosticism. I feel like it, I feel like it, it just introduces the horrifying idea that there's like a, a graveyard of worlds of universes that like failed. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, like... but it would be the way people think of it would be like uh, De Borges's Infinite Library, where every book would be like just even slightly different. So you could have like a book of like 
Shakespeare's Hamlet, but like a word is missing in one of them. Yeah, and each word is get, missing. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Infinite permutations. I so you would have like a world that's almost one to one copy of this one, but then the, I don't know the 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 but Geo's hair lamp post would be yeah, yeah. my hero would yeah. be blonde or or the lamp posts would be um black instead of gray i don't know like when you get into stuff like that i feel that i don't know i I just i feel like the popularization of science has ruined science because now people can have that's the popular idea yeah yeah like this reddit like like weed brain idea of like well i i kind of want to get into that with with eric so yeah so so what i'm curious about uh eric so since you are in the scientific world i mean right now you are uh you are studying to be a physicist and while this may not be the case, I assume that you do hang out with other scientists or other people who are within that field. Is that correct? Barely. <laughs> okay. Fucking yeah, nerds, oh, God dude. damn it. I was just about to. Okay. What I'm getting to here is that I don't know if you're familiar with these, the I fucking love science uh, memes. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, they yeah, meme. I don't memes. think scientists, scientists are versus science people, cheerleaders. Though. I think, yeah, I think it's like, it's like people who don't do science who are those people who are like, oh, 100%. It has yeah. to be because the, the, the headlines are so sensationalized. And I'm just like, where did you guys get that from? Like, you know, I, I read the, yeah. the research or, or possibly my friend has done the research and you guys pulled something totally out of your, but, from it so yeah i mean uh, yeah i'm aware of the memes of um those pages and the popular science stuff it, and it does bother me a little bit what it's is like your UFC. thoughts on the uh, multiverse uh, hypothesis um unsubstantiated okay. this is in short that's my short answer okay. the long answer is uh um i, I don't think that According to court, I mean, current models. And, well, we're we're beyond we're testability going. at that point. It's more of yeah, like a, yeah. a philosophical question of a matrix reality or simulation reality or a multiverse. These are all these are more philosophical questions. Yeah, I understand. Um, but I'm trying to find a way to because when when I think about things in a more philosophical way, like it's still because I was doing some. Um, some review on like quantum foam. Do, do y'all know what quantum foam is and all that? Well, I've, I've do a TLDR. It, isn't it just yeah. the ether? Just for the basically? for everyone. Is it the ether? <laughs> <laughs> basically that. It's basically the stuff that you know space and time is is uh, made hypothesized and made up of. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, and I mean, like when I think about that, when I think of inflation, even though inflation has its issues too. Um, I don't think that the universe requires that in order to to be what it is. I mean, for instance, if if the universe was more so like uh, the whole big bounce theory where it like expands and then contracts, expands and contracts, it will act as if it's a multiverse or, or not act as if it's a multiverse. It will act as like an infinite hmm. series of universes because it, it comes and then it, yeah. it collapses due to gravity and then a new universe starts and it expands and then it collapses again and so on and so forth so that could be a possibility too i'm just i haven't 100 like established my so, views when it comes and to what do you so, what do you so, think oh go uh, ahead Haka, say. I so, so the multi so multiverse i the the problem that i generally have with it is i mean we know that it's treated as a, a theory of everything so it's supposed to be the thing that explains reality yeah. gets rid of religion and all that it, it explains yeah, that's red flag number one it explains the way god, god right that's the thing in the multiverse. Uh, well i was going the, to ask so wouldn't there be a universe where god exists in the so the, the problem that i have 
the problem I have with multiverse mm -hmm. is essentially the, the requirements of it is that you require an infinite number of universes at an infinite number of points in time and an infinite number of combinations. And those are probably real infinities. So we're talking about infinity to the power of infinity to the power material of infinity. Infinities, yeah. Multiple layered material infinities, not just one. We're talking about infinities of infinities. So we're, we're dealing with a, a certain thing that may not be it may not be possible or say it might be possible but it doesn't seem feasible those are just at least with just our fibers. understanding this is like metaphysics for people who don't believe in god so we have muscles. a we have a really big universe but our universe yeah. has what appears to be a finite size with a finite number of atoms a finite number of quarks and planks and a certain certain fixed structure to it but when we're talking about a multiverse we're talking about an infinite of infinite of infinite and i, yeah, I think that starts no, to break down uh it starts to not make sense because you need where do you get the kind of energy required to create an infinite of infinity of infinity? You're not just creating one universe, you're creating infinite universes. And you're not just creating yeah. infinite universes, you're creating infinite universes at infinite points in time. So well, like where like, does the energy come yeah. from? <laughs> it's like what my I'll never forget this my, from my but you know someone could say where does the energy come from to make anything though? Like yeah like God, God well, it's easy to cop out and say, questions. well you know our universe yeah. came from came from a big bang. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is what I mean. This is, that's that's one my, little miracle. By the way, guys, guys, guys we have well, I, I disagree there. I don't think that's a miracle. I think that's kind of based on, you know, basically snapshots of, of the early universe, which is the CMB. Um, but if you if you were to say, like, what has happened before the Big Bang and then people, you know, come up. Well, I mean, the action itself, too. Because we'll mm -hmm. say, essentially, you know, the laws of thermodynamics and all these laws of physics apply, except for this one time. <laughs> And, and in that case, I consider it a miracle because the rules of physics, the rules of reality don't apply during the actual. What part of the Big Bang? You said that. No, no the actual time, like... the serendipitous event, the actual initiation, not there's always the inflation and the, the heat the and the progression since then. But the yeah, the moment the, the instigating factor. Yeah, the, the pop. Nut, yeah. yeah, well, the, the Big Bang theory, <laughs> it starts from the, the moment that expansion happened. That's why that's what I mean. Now. I mean the pre yeah. I mean the initiating event. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That sort of gets glossed over. The eponymous bang, yeah. Yeah, the oh, bang but, itself. But this is what I wanted to ask you guys about, because it's like my grad supervisor said once uh in philosophy, he said, you know, it's like the this big bang talk, it's almost like metaphysics for people who don't believe in God. But I guess so. But what do you guys think of <laughs> what do you guys think of like Lawrence? I, I don't I want to mention him because he's such a fucking well, flight logs, just put it that way, flight logs. But what do you guys feel about Lawrence Krauss's um universe from nothing thing? And, and after that, we're gonna go to Michael Scotto. And after that, we're yeah. gonna go to Michael Scotto who is joining us here. Thank you, Michael, for coming in. So uh Lawrence Krauss, what do you guys think? Uh, what about him? No, just like Nerd. his general theory of like the universe from nothing. I think I read a bit of it a long time ago, but that was his big. Uh, this is when oh. the new atheist thing was really. It sounded oh, yeah, like a yeah, mathematical yeah. Uh, explanation and not something you could actually test. Yeah, I think it's a failure of science communication. Like, I, I don't think physicists should call it nothing. I think they should call it like, you know, maybe a singularity or something like that. But when they call it nothing, they like when 
people who are non-physicists hear nothing, they they think nothing. When physicists say nothing, they nothing. more mean like of nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean they, they they think more of like, you know, quantum foam nothing, like, you know, the things that we can't see and I mean the, avoid the interaction. imaginary numbers. A mathematical said. nothing, an imaginary number. Or yeah, something. yeah, something a like womb. that. A womb. It's literally a womb. Yeah. But, there. But I guess... It's there, but it doesn't like it's it's a it's a place where things happen, not a, like a thing itself. Almost. Yeah, well, like Hawking's point, I guess, was that, or the people that were controlling his voice box was uh, saying that Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> he's been dead since the eighties, guys. So, uh... <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> so uh, <laughs> saying that the principles were always there and immutable, and that you wouldn't need a spark or something, but the but then we're but then the question is like, where do the principles come? From? And we're always going down these turtle shells, and it just to me, I don't know. It, it seems that there's a limit to the materialist reductionist view of uh, when you're talking in such broad strokes about that. The, science the breaks down at that when you go that yeah, far back. I mean, it's compelling, but I guess. I just really hate Lawrence Krauss. I'm sorry, guys. I have to admit. Uh, and he was on the flight log, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, I'll allow that. I'll allow that. He, no, he but I, I understand. Like, I mean, I, I guess I think we're at the point now where we're seeing such different levels of mythology in society, both secular and yeah. secular political well, and we'll actual the, mythology, uh, that pe the whole new atheist thing sort of fell by the wayside for obvious reasons. And also look at the uh, statue of Shiva that they had at the uh, particle accelerator. So uh, that well, was always that, something interesting. Everybody always makes a big deal out of it. And if you, I, I never got it because if you understand what Shiva is, it makes sense. Shiva's yeah. the destroyer. He yeah. takes things apart. So it makes well, sense. Well, not just the destroyer, but the bringer of a new Just life. from a literal sense, yeah, yeah, well, not he, a symbolic. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he literally takes things apart, like uh, to a metaphysical level. Like he's taking apart mm -hmm. your, yeah. your, he's taking the, the jealousy out of you, the pain out of you, the rage out of you, things that are impossible to quantify. They're not material, right? So, so it makes sense that, a, maybe a, a, a particle fucking accelerator might have Shiva as the uh, the symbol. He also has the circle behind him of flame, right? I remember oh, Alex yeah. Jones at the time saying, uh, you know, that's like when they threw missiles in the Kyber Belt and they thought that the, the helium was going to just rip off the ozone there. They still did it. There was physicists that thought the particle accelerator oh, yeah. was going to... Hey, he's, right, he's, right, right, he's right, though. That's, <laughs> it's crazy that, they still that did the nuke like, guys, they actually, some of them actually thought that that was going to ignite the atmosphere and they yeah. still did The original like, nuclear they, test. Yeah, so. that's amazing. That's so an it was considered like a 5% you know, chance. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Mr. Oppenheimer, Mr. Oppenheimer, he quoted the Bhagavad Gita after yes. the uh, nuclear and strike, the, uh, so. interesting, isn't that, well, that was Shiva too, right? So that was the that was the, the... Uh, yeah. To, qu to quote Goldblum from from Jurassic yeah. Park, like you were so busy thinking about how you could do it, not if you. We were you so, know what's sure. funny we were about so that? focused on whether we could, we never thought of yeah. whether we should. You know what's yeah. funny you know, about it's that? Pretty... There was the one scene where like they're trying to access that... Dennis Nedry's computer. No, a Newman and right nobody got it, but right next to it was a picture of Oppenheimer next so it was like that's amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well there's definitely a lot of mysteries See? here and I would love to uh keep this conversation uh going but right now we have a uh, Michael Scotto here and by the way Eric I I would love for you to stick around I would love everybody uh to stick around to continue this conversation as well but right now Michael this is the great conjunction. I would love for you to tell everybody what exactly is crackalacking to the best of your knowledge. So how we're going to do this is, Michael, you're going to make a presentation. And then anybody here, uh, you guys just uh, ask him a question, comment. Michael has an hour uh, to be here with us. I'm so happy that you, uh, that you got to be here today. And guys, 
please subscribe right now we are not messing around anymore we gotta grow this thing we gotta get bigger stronger faster fatter we gotta be fatter than fat lala and all that fat is all <laughs> oh my god you guys that you guys fat are spreading that you guys are spreading i can't us. afford to be any fatter so I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry to say guys but <laughs> I need all the fat I can get, so please send it over here. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make Geo on. We're gonna get him on six my six hundred pound life or whatever it's called. My six hundred pound. Life. <laughs> oh my god! That's true. That's another circle of hell. That's we're gonna start like ninety day fiance. It's another yeah. circle of hell. Yeah. You're skinny now compared to what we're gonna turn you into, big boy. Oh no, but it's going to be my six hundred. No, no. There will be a show in the future on TLC. It'll be my 600 pound life, but instead of trying to get them to lose weight, it'll be theaters that are trying to encourage them to be. Never mind. Gators Unironically, though, you're right. You are right. and encouragers. Yeah. Yes. Encouragers. Yeah, yeah. My, no, look my crazy up. gainer life will be the same. <laughs> My crazy gamer word life. Yeah, and it, it, it'll just be like each each season they will need new people because they're just gonna cycle out due to heart failure. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, I knew exactly god. where that was going. There's too. a whole dude. There's a whole YouTube like community of people like this that just are insanely fat. It's like what's happening? Chantel and oh uh, yeah, no, uh, she's a she's a classic. Yeah. I would from, say uh, we have to Toad purge McKinley. these people from existence, but they're already working on it. <laughs> have you guys heard of a uh, Gromer? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Gromer or Gromer, but uh, it is a it is a gay dating site for uh, gainers and encouragers. So you have this guy over here, and he's he's the only like a uh, they have that. One. That yeah. literally looks like a scene from Through the Valley of the Nest of Spiders, which is a gay erotica book. I like these two in the background. It looks like Hieronymus Bosch. It looks like Bosch. All right, let's. It looks like. Okay, let's not, don't worry about this. All right, it's Please. a Let's roll back. Please move on. Move on, Michael Scott. Every time, every time Scott was on, we tend to ruin his stream. We just get degenerate. <laughs> okay. okay, Michael, are you ready? Because you have the uh, share screen ability. Uh, so if you're ready to go, Michael Scott, or... bread tube. Look at the comments. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Shit. I think I'm ready. Um, hello. hello. So, mm. let's see. What are we talking about today? We're talking about great so, conjunction. The great conjunction, right? So this is well. There's a couple of things. The first thing is going to be the fact that the great conjunction is in Aquarius, is an air sign. So essentially, what happens is you have you have uh, Jupiter going a certain speed, which goes faster than Saturn. And Saturn, so Jupiter takes 12 years. Saturn takes like 30 years or something. And if you do like the cycles, they only meet up together in certain signs um, every once in a while. And I think it's something on the order of like 250 years or something since the last time that something like this happened. I was just trying to find the exact date. I couldn't find it, but it was definitely uh, a long time ago. So this is like the, I think they said it's like the closest the planets have been since like 1623 or something like that. Um, but what kind of like this is on the back of a lot of other things that have, that have already occurred that a lot of craziness. So the first thing is we had the Saturn Pluto conjunction in uh, January 2020. So, you know, what came after that? And I, I could uh, I want to dig into that a little bit, but. Uh, and then, by the way, we just had two eclipses, uh, one lunar eclipse and one solar eclipse. So we had the solar eclipse on the day of the, um, uh, what is that, the uh, 
the official election, the electoral vote, so December 14th. Um, so this kind of, so the, so you have the, those, and then now we're so past uh, year it's been a very Capricorn year. Capricorn is like um, blockage, restriction, things like stagnating um, structures, government, this type of stuff. And now everything, so this conjunction, as part of all the planets are all going to Aquarius. So essentially, this is a period in time where you're just going to get smacked in the face with a strong Aquarius energy. And it's going to, it's starting off with this conjunction, which is like in a few days. Uh, and this is the first one in, in several hundred years. So it's probably going to be, you're probably going to feel it. Um, so what does that mean? Well, it seems like that the, so essentially what happens is you have Saturn and you have Pluto, uh, Saturn and uh, Jupiter. And when they come together, um, so Jupiter is expansion and Saturn is restriction, right? Uh, and essentially when they come together, it's like one of them is going to win out when like they come to like the, the energies kind of merge and it's like, well, which one is stronger? And the short answer is Saturn is stronger because Saturn does what Saturn's natal home is Aquarius and Jupiter likes Aquarius, but not that much. Saturn is like restriction. Jupiter is expansion. So one of these is going to, is going to win out and it's probably going to be Saturn, which means, uh, for example, uh, well, it's a time of, of reality checks. If you, if you can think of it that way. So there's going to be, there's going to be, I think there'll be like a reality check, say in the market, in the response to like what happened with, with COVID, uh, what happened with the elections, right? So Aquarius and rules, well, it rules revolution, but um, it also rules humanitarian efforts and technology. And um, so it's kind of, it's going to be essentially a time where I, well, I think it's like the first thing that's going to happen. Like it's the, it's the first, like the thing, the first, uh, say point before everything starts happening. And by the way, the inauguration on, uh, looks like a pretty, pretty crazy setup. So I think this also has to do with that. And if you also think about, um, a lot of people are in a lot of trouble right now, they don't have any money. Uh, they're, uh, essentially, there's that K-shaped recovery, so I think that's gonna that's gonna play into this. But also, I think what it what it is is this is the beginning of several um, air conjunctions to follow, which means it essentially we're ending like a new era on like a 300 year level scale type of deal. And air, by the way, uh, rules technology. So I think this is and it's it's notice it's interesting that it's in Aquarius because I think this is like the beginning of when technology starts taking over more than it's taken over before. So that's just like the kind of the overview. Lev, are you there? I am here. Okay, cool. So uh, I, I do have some things I, I want to show you guys, but um, I just want to know if you have any questions thus far before, I, you know. Symbolically, I think it's interesting that you believe that, that Saturn will be Jupiter because obviously you know, Jupiter Zeus, right? And Saturn is what, Kronos, right? So it's like the, the it's like we're gonna live in an age where Zeus loses. 
Yeah, like um, in the Titans reign. Yeah, so um, so in mythology, uh, you know, Saturn was like the castration of Uranus, right? So Uranus is like these all these uh, kind of like these like visions of like idealism, if you will. Uh -huh. And then Saturn is like reality. So the castration is when you have like a pure idea and you bring it to reality, the balls get chopped off. Yeah, and it goes, no, this doesn't work. Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of this like idealism that we're talking about. For example, I think a good one might be like UBI, right? So there's a lot of idealism around UBI and, or things like it. Um, and uh, especially as it relates to tech, right? Because tech is basically the reason we need UBI. But what's going to happen when it hits reality? And the other thing is like, you know, uh, I, I think if you follow like a lot of like uh, like the gold bugs, I'm pretty big on the gold people. Um, you know, there are there's a lot of uh, things in the market that, that we're in trouble. Like there's a lot of there, a lot of people are not doing well and a lot of people have been removed from employment with not really a lot. You know, it doesn't I don't think their job is going to come back. So like, what are we going to do about that? And I, I think that like, this is where things, I think the thing in astrology is whenever you look at like um, major transits and stuff, it's usually like the genesis of when things started to happen, not necessarily like the exact day that it happened, right? So with this, I think with this air conjunction coming into play, uh, like I said, it's going to be like there for like the next 200 years. So it's like a new theme, if you will, before like you, you could probably take the earth, con the earth, Drugs is back to like the industrial age. So now I think like the future is is about things that are air, such as technology and communication. Um, it also has to do with intellect. So I think it's uh and, and specifically in Aquarius, it has to do with humanitarianism and groups of people. So I think we're kind of entering in an age where we have to solve that humanitarian problem, whether it's you know in the United States or like in Western countries, like, well, what do you do about UBI? Um you know, how, what does it mean to be one planet or, but it's um, not going to be ideal though. Like you said, it's not exactly. going to be this ideal. Well, no, this is, I wanted to bring this up. I'm a bit skeptical because there's this, um, you, well, he's not just a YouTuber. He's the actual like legit historian. I think his name is a dark age theorist and he tra traces macro structures throughout history and, and the fluctuation of civilizations and, you know, people like similar to Tom B and Gibbons and so forth. And he says that we're entering a period of what he calls the brown age, where it's not exactly a, a dark age or sort of a golden year, but rather it's this in-between period where there is this intense stagnation. There is order, but there's not a lot of creativity like there is in declining periods. There's not a lot of people who are groundbreakers who are trailblazers, but there will be sort of a re-territorialization of order and there will be sort of like this stagnation period we're entering into before some sort of a calamity so i don't i don't know i'm i don't know i think that i could see that even to the point where technology will sort of stagnate unless something big comes down the pipeline unless there's sort of a, a even just the way people view technology would have to change in order for there to be a great like movement forward into whatever that future might be i, I don't know I you, just, said, you said it's aquarius right which is revolution like do you think yeah, it's well, possible that it's, the idea changing towards technology like do you think it maybe it's possible that it's a it's the opposite like people will become sort of like looking at tech and realizing like maybe we don't want this the way that like you know what i mean like almost like a like a it's still acting in a revolutionary fashion and it's still towards technology but in the opposite 
function, like almost like Butlerian Jihad, but obviously not, you know, to the same scale, but like, you know, like almost like a rejection of the technological, because we're seeing a lot of, we were talking about this earlier, we're seeing a lot of the idea of the, the new rise of mysticism again, and, and, and all that stuff on the internet, um, or maybe technology will be the medium by which this happens. I don't know, I'm, I'm just sort of spitballing here, but I think, I don't know, I see, I see much more on the horizon, I see much more of a, um, like a, like a rejection of the sort of technological hegemony. Yeah, yeah so yeah. That, that's a valid interpretation because Saturn's rejection, right? And like I said, Saturn's gonna win. So the thing is like Jupiter wants to expand just technology everywhere, right? Um, like out of control. But Saturn is like, well, here are the limits, right? So all this like technological idealism that we have is gonna hit limits. And one of the things, um, so I don't know if anyone read the book, um, Wait, what's, what's that one? Uh, like, what, it's basically about Age like, of tech- Aquarius. Or? No, fuck. Uh, damn it, I forgot the name. Uh, but it's like it's basically he's talking about like um, it was written in oh, two 2000- thousand. Oswald Spengler. No, it's it isn't written in two thousand. He was talking about um, techno feudalism. Oh, um, Tom- uh, the sovereign individual. Alvin Toffler. Yeah, sorry. The, so I don't know anyone the sovereign individual, but essentially, uh, it was pretty crazy. They wrote it in ninety eight, and um, they they predicted Bitcoin. They predicted kind of like the social movements that you see, the victimization, technology, a lot of stuff. And essentially what they said is that the uh, that governments will go the way of the, uh, the, the church. So the church used to like write all the rules and everything. And um, uh, basically like, you know, you had to pay a tax if you wanted to have sex with your spouse. You know, like, cause it was a sin. So you had to pay for your sins kind of, and it, it kind of <laughs> indulgences. Yeah. Man. So That's it just turned amazing. into this like crazy labyrinth. And then eventually people realize like, this is ridiculous. Well, that's the, on the E right with us. So that's the biggest idea we talk about, you know, Remus, like the idea of the blue ch- empire of the state becoming like a civic religion, a secularized yes. sort of religious yes. structure. Yeah, we need to and you have to pay that. tithes by certain indulgences and mm-hmm. by a yeah, diversity we're, we're starting to see that. We're starting to see that. The sort of the yeah, there's a reason that they call it the cathedral. You know, it's yeah. It has so you're it born even... to an original sin of your gender or skin color. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but even but even the idea that you were talking about Remus and and Michael about technology itself. It, I think I'm not. I'm sure not. Surely not. Not the first to say this, obviously, but the the idea of the wirehead is such a dangerous idea because then, what if technology gets to the point where most people can enter into this like matrix pleasure dome and like their bodily needs are taken care of? Then technology itself would, well, like all life itself would pretty much just stagnate at that point because we've reached enough to where we can just bomb people's brains with dopamine 24 seven to where we can't want to have a technology to go to the stars. Right. Let me give some, some context because this is part of a presentation that I, that I gave or a larger thing. But um, so essentially I was like looking at history. So the last time that Saturn was an Aquarius. So when I say Saturn, Jupiter Aquarius is basically imagine that this last Saturn Aquarius, but more is essentially Mm -hmm. what it's saying. Right. So the last time that happened, you know, uh, so like I said, social movements, gathering, people, community, invention, futurism, science. Um, anyway, so um, the last time this happened was like 91, right? So I wrote down a couple stuff. So what do we get in 91? We got Bill Clinton. So we got a, we got a Democratic president. So Aquarius tends to be left, not right. Um, uh, we got the, basically the internet was invented, right? So that's, um, that's when the, when it was released. And then, um, 
We also got the Rodney King riots. Like, so that's exactly like the George Floyd. It's the exact same shit. Um, Four one, the uh, the yep. oil, yeah, yep. yeah. Kuwait. Um, we got the first text message. So you know that if you imagine oh like how <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That was the first one. Yeah. 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 So like, imagine like, you know, like how important phones are, right. And the internet, like that's like basically everything. And this all happened the last time Saturn was in Aquarius. Um, Bernie Sanders started his career in the Congress. Uh, he came in 91. Uh, so we got, so Bernie Sanders, that's a, that's a good example of like Aquarius, like being humanitarian. Um, yeah. And then by the way, this is pretty fucking cool. In 91, um, they amended the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which, by the way, was the last time that Saturn was in Aquarius. So, so you have, you have, you have um, civil rights in 1964, and then the next time it's in 30 years later, they go back and amend it when Saturn's in the same sign. So that was pretty synchronous. Maybe now they can amend it, amend it like Trump will sign an executive order to get rid of it before he leaves off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Hold on. So, um, and, oh, we, uh, Linux was released in '91. That's obviously like runs like every server out there, right? Um, I was born seven days before that. Damn. Yeah, I think uh, I think I, it was like 1842 was the last time we got one. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, so oh, this is another thing that this is just a sidebar, but I was talking about. Uh, so they're talking about the exponential growth of computing, and you can see like what that looks like. It looks insane because it's like everything grows uh, logarithmically, not linear. Like, um, and then uh, I don't know if anyone saw this talk by Terence McKenna, or it was like the uh, he was talking about uh, essentially like in the beginning, like Big Bang, like things like really slow in terms of development. You know, then like when we talk about like dinosaurs and whatnot, there's not really much change over millions of years. But ever since humans came on the scene, epigenetics and culture and, and whatnot, it's just it's straight off. Time off. wave zero. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a kind. That's kind of the age that we're that we're entering in. But I wanted to, um, yeah. So I just want to give that as a backdrop to, um, to like what Aquarius is, right? So, um, you know, it, so Aquarius quite literally is like science. It's, it's being subjective, like a, almost like a cold objectivity. And that's why we got the internet, the text message. We got, you know, Bill Clinton, Bernie Sanders, like this kind of, this is the kind of stuff we got last time Saturn was in Aquarius. And, you know, the previous Saturn in Aquarius, we got all this like the civil rights type of stuff. So, I, you know, I, I think it'll be definitely a movement of like a civil rights uh, in terms of like uh, things that relate to like uh being able being able to live like a regular person being able to live in this time and it might be good like maybe we make progress in terms of like so like yeah we figure out a way like what are we going to do with all these truckers when ai comes out are they just, are they just screwed and they're just going to go around uh uh you know like what was that guy like fucking well he wasn't a truck driver but he basically shot a gun in the air in new york city recently right um Oh, the New Jersey guy with the with the yeah, cloud, yeah, yeah. the cloud burster. Yeah, yeah. Like, this way to get civil unrest is to take away people's livelihoods, right? Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, that's a problem that needs to be figured out. And I think everyone is full of shit when they say that oh, they're just going to learn new skills. Truck drivers are not going to learn how to code. Like, get out of here. No, it's not, not going to happen. Yeah. 
So, Wait, by the way, uh, I think Hotep Sophia, I saw you were smiling before. I don't know, Michael, if this time uh, could be open for questions unless you want to take questions later. Uh, what do you think? Well, yeah, let me just say a couple more things. So, sure. um, so really, you know, um, you know, because the point was raised about because I mean, it's, it's such a good point um, about could this des descend into chaos? And the funny thing is, so I mean, I tend to say things a little optimistically, but you know what? Aquarius also rules chaos, right? It, it's uncertainty, it's sudden changes. Like, let's talk about, so the, the ruling planet of Aquarius, Uranus, was discovered right before the French Revolution. I mean, was, was the French Revolution good or bad? I mean, I'm sure it wasn't good in a lot of ways. It was ways. definitely bad. bloody. It was yeah. definitely, so it was a lot of fucking chaos, right? So I don't think that like suddenly we're going to wake up tomorrow and like everyone's going to be super progressive and like, oh, you know, the way of life for everyone. That's a very cheery way to, to present it. And notice that I said that this starts with a Saturn-Jupiter conjunction and Saturn is going to win and Saturn is hardship, right? So yeah, it seems likely, I think there will be, like one interpretation is that things could get really bad, right? But I also want to highlight that, by the way, astrology is not, and I have a lot of fucking experience seeing a lot of transits and people in my own life and clients and et cetera. It's not, it's, it's really hard to color whether something's going to be purely bad or purely good. But what we can like definitively right. say is like, here's the interpretation, like where this thing could go. And, um, you know, I, I do think there is some control, like we have some control, like a level of consciousness in society. It's not that we just sit there and just let it happen. Um, but it could, so let's say the lower consciousness uh, way it responds is it could turn into chaos. It could turn into a French revolution, you know, um, roving gangs, uh, anarchy type of situation, right? But maybe like a higher expression would be, well, now we figured out how to live with technology we found out a way to create a way of life for everyone. Uh, we've figured out how to work with um, artificial intelligence, how to merge that with society, um, you know, or, uh, uh, things, more civil rights, more humanitarianism. And honestly, what you're going to find is you're going to find both is what, is what I think you're going to see. Um, and the fact that this conjunction is happening uh, and it's like kind of rare and everything um, I would focus less on the specifics of it and just more the fact that it's such a rare placement is like proportional to how strong it, it will be. Right. So if you have a, you have a, you have a less meaningful conjunction, then like, ah, you, you don't notice it. But this, I think this is very, there's a lot of these trends that are suggestive that we're in for like a, like a new era. Um, and, and I think, uh, it, you know, it's an exciting time to be alive. It could be exciting because you got shot by a roving gang. Or it could be exciting because yeah, I was gonna say Mad Max is pretty exciting. Yeah, Mad Max is <laughs> I, I, I think if look, I think if Mad Max was gonna happen, like this this could be the time in history when it does happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I personally don't think it's gonna happen, but it's certainly now a possibility with the way that the planets are aligning. Yes. Have you guys um I know I know Margaret Atwood is kind of uh, cringe because she wrote uh, the Handmaid's Tale, um, but she wrote um, a book called uh, Orcs and Crake. Oh, that one, yeah, which yeah. was my, very interesting. My two um, best friends love that one. I, I loved it because I thought it was a very interestingly done dystopia, and it was so accurate to like how I see the world going. Um, in the whole like 
corp corporate you know like uh, corporate hegemony like they, they have these like compounds where they live all of that shit right the use of um uh genetics as terrorism which is such an interesting thing like they make this uh they make this bacteria that eats um concrete and then just oh like unleash God. it yeah like that's <laughs> fucking genius but also insane, insanely deadly. Um, but the reason I'm, I'm mentioning this is because that, that book kind of has this sort of um, this sort of curve that you're talking about, which is like, it doesn't completely collapse until later, but there's a technological um, sort of world that changes everything. Like all of a sudden genetics becomes the thing, like, you know how we have AI? In the book, it's genetics. It's like they're, you know, they're making everything is fucking genetically modified. You know, fast food is like, a, it's like a, you know, it's like a thing that grows and it grows like chicken wings out of it. Like it's this weird, crazy, like, you know, uh, synthetic things are being created that, that fill the role that people are needing. But there's like a, a massive, you know, disparity between the rich and the poor, all of that. Um, I think it's just, uh, if you haven't read that, it's, it's interesting. That's um, the way it's going pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's, it's very prophetic. Um, uh, even the way the internet works in it, all of that. Right. And they have a collapse. They have like a, you know, a full on. Is it like controlled? The world is like controlled by one guy or the guy's friend or whatever. I, I no, what happens is, is that the world is, the world is, is ended by one guy and his friend. Oh, that's because right. Because yeah. they're, they, the, the, his friend belongs to like a, uh, like a, they're essentially like a genetic terrorist group right um and what they make is a virus that's like the perfect virus you basically can't defeat it it just kills all of humanity in like a not even a year it's oh it's, my god yeah it's super brutal but what happens is is that the guy who does this who creates this virus he also ends up creating a new race of basically like humans but they're like they're like post-humans they're like designed they're like designer human beings that he makes and he makes his friend who is the only human essentially who, who survives it be what is essentially their version of like god in in eden who oh, is wow. telling them what to do what not to do he knows the rules they look up to him the whole thing it's very interesting but uh it's, it's well, this idea of technology causing a massive uh sort of shift in the way that society works and it it breaking down at the same time as it is accelerating. Like it's it's a it's a dual thing. It's 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 one thing for one subset of people and another th that that era is a one thing for one subset of people and another for another set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that technology about, reached the stars. <laughs> that is kind of like what Michael was talking about. But Michael, you exactly. have the uh, presentation back. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to point out something. So I might have mentioned before that the United States is going through a Pluto return. So the Pluto is returning to its natal position since 1776. And uh, this is going to be, you know, I, in my research, I tried to find countries that had a Pluto return and I couldn't find any because none of them lasted that long. So, that, yeah, so <laughs> um, the only one I could Fingers find crossed. was the United Kingdom. And um, when uh, their Pluto returned, they were engrossed in World War II. Um, oh, but there, there are a lot of countries older than the U.S., well, I don't know. Like, I literally went on. If anyone could find it, like, that'd be great. But like, I went on Wikipedia and I went like list of countries or whatever, right? And um, mm -hmm. that like, well, it's gonna be so they're, hard they're... to find out when they were established. You know? Yeah. So yeah well, there are right. older countries, but as far as actual like empires or republics or any of these governmental systems, what is the average age of a lot of those? Yeah, is yeah. It's so... like the same as. 
Yeah, so yeah. for example, China is obviously thousands of years old, but their current government was formed in like 1960 or something. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. The, yeah, the yeah, administration, so, so, the, the regime. Yeah, so the, the yeah. way that you read a natal chart of a country is you look at what the government was formed, and you know this was formed with the Declaration of Independence. But anyway, um, so yeah, so there's not a lot of countries that last 250 years, or at least one government that does. And, you know, the thing about the United States, by the way, so the second house rules like money and finances and materialism, things like that. We have Pluto in there and Pluto is basically an obsession. So if you imagine like in a previous life, you died because you didn't have enough food or something, or like you ran out of money or poverty, you would be reincarnated in this life with Pluto in the second house. So you'd be very obsessed about money. And, that, and if you, obviously, the United States, you know, capitalism rules, right? There's a country of money. And the funny thing is now, our, so... Pluto is very important for our country, uh, and but now the Pluto return has to do in the second house. So, so that suggests to me that the the changes of foot are related to finances. Um, I don't know if we have any Peter Schiff people on here, but uh, you know the collapse of the dollar and this kind of stuff. I, I don't want to say he's right. I mean, I'm trying to understand it myself. Well, he's been uh, seeing that for 10, 15 years now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so actually, it's kind of the way I understood at the beginning of the year with Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter was that um, we're going to be rushed into like an age of crypto, and whoever isn't ready to get on board with that is going to get left behind. And yeah, I'm, one yeah, of those yeah. I'm not, I don't know what any of that means. I don't fucking know what's going on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so right now, I'm trying. I, first, I read this. So, this guy, can we see this book? Uh, sorry. It's like, uh, Bleh. I guess you can't see it. Um, anyway, oh, yeah, oh, wait, wait. Hold it at a slight angle. Slight angle. Slight angle to like, like to the left. Give it, give it like a forty-five degree angle. No, no, no. I mean, I mean the other way. Uh, yeah, down. Uh, no, no, no. Back, back, back. I mean, uh, uh, shift from the. There we go. The there we yeah, go. Okay, wait a little. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, seven, yeah. the seven, seven deadly innocent frauds of economic policy. There. It is. Yeah, yeah. So this is a book by Warren Mosler and. Um, Essentially, there's this thing called MMT. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. Mega milk. Modern monetary theory. Modern monetary theory. Mega what is milk. It? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> what does it mean? Well, it means that apparently you can just print infinite money. Yeah, that's um, monetarism. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. So, so for example, what he I says in it. this book is he says, hey, guess what? There's no such thing as money. The United States government just has a big Excel sheet. And when they want to, when they want to add more money, much. They, yeah. just, they just increase the number. So why is everyone freaking out about printing money? Because it's it, it doesn't exist to begin with. So he's making that argument, right? And then conversely, I'm also reading uh, this book, the Austrian, Aust the Austrian yeah. School of uh, Economics, and they're saying the opposite thing: that so you cannot print money. Um, it has to be valued by something uh, tangible, uh, and and you're gonna end up in a bad place if you do this MMT stuff. And here's the funny thing: I noticed is that experts do not agree. Right. There's not a consistent basis for for like, oh, well, this this financial expert said this and this financial expert and they agree. No, they they disagree. So, you know, and, and we have like 27 trillion, whatever debt. And it's not just the U.S. It's countries around the world. So the question becomes, can you have that much debt? And by the way, Bitcoin, which is an invention, a.k.a. Aquarius, is like taken off. And it's not just Bitcoin. Bitcoin's just leading the way for other cryptocurrencies. Um so there's a there's like this there's a lot of like what is money right now and, and by the way you know note that seventy to eighty percent of transactions around the world are done in the dollar, right? So if so, where the United States has a big transit, it's going to affect everyone else. 
but that's the real black pill. I feel that Austrian like um, libertarian people, they don't realize is that if the system finds a way to keep printing money forever and then modern monetary theory is not only correct, but it's correct for the wrong reasons. It's not correct by the way people like fucking uh, what's the guy's name? Paul Krugman thinks it's correct. It's correct in the sense of they're going to like basically let society slip into like this third world Brazilified hellhole. But then the select few globalists will get to like live in palaces in the sky. So I don't know if that's in a way you could say that the vital illusion of money itself is sort of being rendered um, it infinite and into a simulacrum by technology because now everyone knows that money is just an integer spreadsheet that the federal government has and it's the legitimacy it's rather the legitimacy of the u.s as an empire that makes money what it is and if they switch to a special drawing rates for instance then in the get rid of the u.s dollar then it's like would it really make a difference it probably would but I don't know. It's really weird. I think that that's the ultimate black pill is that the system will find a way to keep going on forever in like a semi-field state. So. Yeah. So, so, um, so the uh, Warren Mossler, the MMT guy makes a very interesting point about how money works. So essentially um, if you had a family and there's like two kids and there's coupons, right? So, and a parent gives the kid the coupon to the kid and says, well, if you do a chore, you get, you get a coupon, you pay me the coupon then like you don't have to do chores anymore. And now the kids themselves can do more chores and trade amongst each other. And now these worthless coupons now have value, right? So the way that the US government does it um, essentially is they force you to pay taxes, right? So they say, here's some dollars, it's worthless, but now you have to give us dollars or we're gonna fucking put you in jail. And now everyone needs dollars, right? So now you're now a slave pretty much, yeah. If you don't yeah, give yeah, me so, that so dollar, it, I'm gonna fucking shoot you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, and that's bring the back sovereign... debtors prison pretty much. Yeah. And that's by the way, that's what the sovereign individual is really getting into is they're, they're essentially saying that governments, you know, operate with these fields of violence, which is they kind of force you to do stuff. Yeah, but in the future, you can just live on the Internet, essentially, because you could work on the Internet. Um, there'll be like a cryptocurrency on the Internet. And he said this pre Bitcoin. Um, and actually, he said that countries will start to compete with each other. Um, because they'll just say, like, for instance, like the Bahamas, there's actually places, um, uh, I saw this, uh, I think the Peter Schmidt uh, from Google, he actually bought residents in um, Cyprus. Uh, and he basically, he could live there. And then once he's there, especially so he lives in a place that um, uh, you can't be, uh, what's that when you get pulled out of the country for prison? Extraditing. So if you live in a place you can't get extradited, right, then... Now the government can't, U.S. government can't get to you. You could pay less taxes. You can keep more for yourself. And especially if you're just just entity on the internet, you can continue to make tons of money. And now, instead of countries being uh, like governments, now that now it becomes almost like a like a capitalism of governments where they can compete to attract people who actually want to live there. Oh um, my God! So maybe Molebug was right about something. <laughs> That's so, like basic, like neo-cameralist type shit, right? So, so, anyway, so I, this is all like very non-astrology stuff. But if you actually trace each one of these components here, you could put it back to one of the things that I talked about, like Aquarius, like freedom. Yeah, I don't that, think it's that, fair to say anything is non-astrology. It's like it's all it's all it, astrology is just noticing the patterns that are happening in 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 societies, the world, and all of that. It's you're you're Agreed. just going, hey, 
it's right there. Look, it's right there. I'm, but it, I'm showing yeah, but at you the it's same right time, there. <laughs> but at the same time, there is like black swan events that do happen. That, oh, of course. Yeah. You can't yeah, yeah, predict yeah. everything, right? Um, um, yeah, so in that presentation, let me uh, let me jump back on that. So actually when I did that presentation, um, I got like really obsessive about it and I went, I don't know if I mentioned it. I, I might've done this on the show before, um, but essentially- Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but- uh, yeah, so I started like 1914. Yeah. Uh, God, the, I hate what a, the aesthetic that us millennials have produced with like all those, like now this and the cut videos and shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk about that in a second because that's actually <laughs> mathematical proof of astrology. It's super cool. But let, let me get back. So 1914, uh, you got Saturn, Pluto in Cancer. You get World War One. Then, you know, the opposition, uh, which is when they're just uh, opposite each other. You get the Great Depression. Or so, sorry, influenza. Yeah, well, yeah, then you get World War II. This um, is Saturn and Pluto's at, relationship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. At the, so essentially, Saturn and Pluto cycle. They start together, then they go opposite, then they go um, closing square. So it's just ninety degree angles. Okay. So the closing ninety degree angle, you got World War II, the opposition. You got the Great Depression. You, you know. Um, and uh, and then when the then the, there was the period of Leo, you got the Cold War in 1947 when the, right here, then you got rock and roll and stuff because Leo's rock and roll. Um, in the opening square, you got um, Elvis, and you got the you also got the Vietnam War. And by the way, Leo's like who's the ruler? Who's the king? And it was like who's the king? Like the U.S. or the Russia, right? So there was that. Um, and then uh, you also got the Beatles and. Yeah, and then the U.S. entered Vietnam at, at the opposition, and all this goes on a very predictably. At the Libra conjunction, you had um, you had the Lebanon War, uh, and you had the AIDS epidemic, right there. So the Libra's relationships. Um, you got the first World Trade Center bombing at the opening square. You got you got two uh, you got um, two thousand one uh, Twin Towers, ten or eleven at the opposition and then when they found out when bin Laden was hiding at the closing square it's very predictable supposedly like, oh. that's where they found bin Laden. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah but um well they they killed him shortly after so we'll say when did they kill him um but anyway and then guess what uh um but uh, this is we got the great recession but anyway but, but notice how the generation gaps it's almost like they follow a succession like like and there's a sequence to it like for example there were um, soldiers in Vietnam whose grandfathers fought in World War One, and their fathers fought in World War Two, and they're yep. fighting in Vietnam, and their sons maybe will fight in Iraq. Like so, it's it's almost I don't know. Maybe it's because America loves war. But what are their sons it, doing? But... What are their sons doing? Like how many people? Well, then their sons went to Gulf War One, right? But hold on, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to lose this point, which is to say, I mean, this was a presentation to like, like a whole half hour. But I, I want you know if you look at that Saturn Pluto, it's like this. It's yeah. predictable. Yeah, it's like and every 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 half hour on the clock. Exactly. Yeah. If you it's like if you're looking at the fucking global clock and something happens exactly. in a half hour, it's not a surprise. And and Saturn Pluto 2020, you get coronavirus. It's right on time. So what will be know, what will be the next big shift? Like what will be the year that will happen? So there's um, obviously that when if I'm talking strictly about the Saturn Pluto cycle, 
then the next like event is going to be like seven to eight years from now. So what is that like 2027, 2028? Um, but that's what this cycle. But the other thing is embedded in this. We also have all this Aquarius stuff that I've been talking about. So there's two things going on. Um, but uh, I think, by the way, Capricorn is government. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was a cycle that government was kind of restructured in some way, like global government. So that, that whole uh, sovereign individual, which by the way, they said like 2025 when this is really going to go down. I think they might be like on track. Like, I don't think it's like a out there. And, and by the way, if anyone has not read the sovereign individual, check it out. It's, it's really like eye opening. And I think everyone on this channel will be into it. Um, what year will I get a GF? What year will I, get? <laughs> 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 I don't know. That is the, the burning question of all BTR. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so I'm, 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 I'm hoping that I find a, a GF through uh, women posting out. I think that would be that fun. sounds like well, a really... you, could, you could date one of the L posters. Mm. That could People be always make that joke. You can that would be so funny. You can the save them, James. You could date the that's woman like a... that said that she was so. So, never mind the, the woman that said she was so horny that she micro never never mind oh, God, please don't don't say it no please okay, don't say it. it is it is question time uh, i i think hotep sophia you were smiling before uh do you have a question for uh michael no i didn't have a question i just, just find this uh explanation to be very interesting and um I, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's good to know that it's not just Sculptures. in my mind. It's actually Fuck. in the stars, so that's helpful. <laughs> when you when you but when you do logically, like when you do logically think about, and we I think we lost Eric unfortunately. No, no, Eric is coming back. Oh, okay. he wanted to see why he wasn't able to hear things, so he mm. is he is coming he, back. You couldn't hear uh, Michael. Ge yeah, Gio just called Georgina. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> When you think about it logically, you would say that around the inauguration, or rather the beginning of 2021, because here's the thing, from my estimation, every generation, every 10 year sort of era, it always goes towards the end of or the beginning of that new era. So, for example, when people refer to the 60s, like the glorious age um the summer of love they really mean like the late seven the early 70s like really the 60s ended around 71 so the early 2000s when people think about the late 90s they're really referring to the early 2000s right or pre-9-11 so, yeah pre-9-11 exactly so Wait, when was that summer of love again i just want to look at the 69 chart. yeah oh, yeah so so um was in virgo yeah summer of love is any summer that i get laid in so <laughs> yeah so no my point being is that every decade or every great change uh like for example 20 2020 everyone thought that because we're entering a new decade really 2021 i feel we're going to enter into what the sort of the tone that will be set for the next decade, the way that the 2010s were set by the early 2000s right so i feel that 2021 will be the year that something either big will happen, maybe a series of, you know, people will start recognizing that we living, we're living in history right now. So I feel that whatever is going to happen, like for example, even the fact that you know it looks like I don't, you know, not to be a black pillar like some people say, but I even the fact that Trump, you know, pretty much isn't going to, you know, fingers crossed, but he's. Yeah, I, I know. I don't, I don't want to alienate say. people that still have hope, but you don't want to alienate <laughs> the algorithm either. So, uh, no, but basically, that Trump will, you know, essentially 
the fact that there is likely that there's a president that isn't going to have his concurrent second term, I feel that that's even in itself historically pres- uh, unprecedented. So I don't know. I mean, things, unless maybe it's true that things are going to turn around and, and court cases are going to come out, but Look, I don't know. I, I hate to say it, but I, I don't know what you guys feel. I mean, I'm not American, oh, so don't take that. Also, Gio, yeah, but, by the way, uh, wait, 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 real quick, real quick. We got 10 minutes left before uh, Michael has to go. Oh, so shit, I want to make sure I want to make sure we get all the questions for Michael right now. So if anybody has any questions about uh, what Michael was talking about, go for it. Wait, I just want to respond yes. to one comment that Gio said. So one thing I, I've been having, obviously, a lot of trouble trying to like understand this whole political nonsense. Um, but I wanted the one thing I think that possibly might answer the question is that populism has not been solved. So in astrology, we talk a lot about energy is neither created yeah. or destroyed. So if you have a transit and you that try energy to do one, is still present. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you try to do one thing, then something else happens. And um, so the the, the 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 thing is like we, the reason we got Trump was because of populism and and like I mentioned all the economic issues and stuff. But that problem has not been solved, right? So. I wonder like how that's going to explode in some way. The fact that they try to ignore it now, I think it's going to come out in a different way. I don't know how it's just the beginning. Pretty He's just the beginning. But I, I, I imagine that they'll try to ignore it, but something else will explode and then we'll be dealing with something else. That's, that's my guess on that. But by the way, shout out to Bill Marchant, my good friend, Chili Marchant on Twitter. He's compiling a book for Terror House that will have essays on the quote-unquote post-Trump era. I hopefully will be in it with an essay about art in the post-Trump era. So Nice. Yeah. Landshark is in it. That's... I think Landshark Woo! will be in it, actually. Yeah, and oh, Landshark man. is an absolute legend. When Shut is up. Landshark coming here? I think it's going to be soon. I got to check on his oh, situation. Yeah. And, oh, and you know who else is coming here real quick? Owen fucking Cyclops. Finally! Cyclops. Oh, he is coming oh, in. He's yes. going to be coming Wait, in I also, on uh, January. I, yes. I want to respond to the, my, the eyebrow comment. Is that? Can I see that? Dude, you got four <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. eyebrows, son. Don't um, let them so, down. All, Those are power eyebrows. Can we all look yeah, at yeah. the question I just got? It's Mediterranean. You can't blame him. Well, yeah, yeah true, true story. Back, back in the day, um, I, I was like, man, my eyebrows are too big, and I tried to get them waxed. And I specifically said, do not make me look like a woman. And of course they made me look like a woman. So I can't help it. yeah, it was pretty bad. And I, I, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. Do women still yeah. get their eyebrows waxed? Are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't know anything, Dude, man. They get, it, they get them. They get True the, incel, the according to people. The shit that girls do. And waxed. Dude, threading is insane, bro. Remember that? The tattoos? My aunt used to get those back in the day. The tattoos? It's called microblading now. Microblading, yeah. So Gio asked, Gio asked, he said, when am I going to get a girlfriend? Um. So I don't know. I wasn't James, James, I don't know. Well, I was serious, but oh, I, will, I will say this: there's been some interesting shit that I've been seeing this year in terms of relationships, like right on time. Um, and I think I don't know if I mentioned. Uh, so I had um, basically two marriages this year. Uh, one girl basically got married and got pregnant, and another one just moved in with her boyfriend, and she was literally texting me, like blowing up my shit up. She's a Scorpio, so she knows she's gonna blow my shit up. Uh, <laughs> And just going on, and I was like, calm the fuck down, right? And uh, so I said, just wait until this day. And uh, he's a he's a cancer, so he's like governed by the moon. 
And like that day I messaged her. I'm like, are you good now? Cause she was just like, literally like, she's like, I'm going to pack my bags, I'm leaving. He hasn't talked to me for two weeks. And then like, I text her that day. She's like, yeah, this is ex- like, she's like, what the fuck? This exact day he started being nice again. And now we're good. I was like, I have Whoa. similar situations with the last reading that we, uh, that you did for me too. There was a lot of interesting stuff that we went through in that two hour period of time. It was yeah. very good. Um, <laughs> maybe I have to sign up for the Justin Murphy arranged marriage website. Maybe that would be. Um, so yeah. By the way, guys, well, I... if you want Michael Scotto to do a reading for you, Michael, are you still open to new people yep. coming in? And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like an hour, you know, like an hour and a half period or whatever. Um, well, so how is it best to contact you? I put my email down there. Um, yeah. So it's always and good the... to have Michael. Good... I had sent you an email after the last. Um... When you did my reading, I don't. Yeah. I guess you never got it because I wanted to get a reading for my daughter. Oh, I didn't. Oh shit! All right, yeah, we'll get you. In so there. I'll send you another email. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. And Michael's email over here, Scotto Gmail. Yeah, yeah. So um, I added it right below your uh, right below your thumbnail here on Zoom. So everybody, this is the email right here. I'm also gonna put it in the uh, chat as well for everybody to take a look at. Yeah. Any final uh, questions anybody here has for Michael? What's the best sign? What's the best? <laughs> <laughs> can't ask him. There's that. no best or worst yes, in there astrology. The no, there isn't. The sign is my sign, and the incorrect <laughs> sign is your sign. Well, I'm a Capricorn, bro. <laughs> that makes so, sense. Okay. I actually could have called that. So here's here's, here's here's what I will say. So um, when I read clients, right? What's funny is sometimes I see clients who are like fucked, <laughs> like oh shit. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh god, like I'm so happy to be born under a bad sign. But I mean, their whole chart, right? And then sometimes I see clients, and I'm fucking jealous, and I'm just like sitting there, and they're reading the whole time, like pissed off that I'm not them. Like I read this one person, (laughs) I like she had like fucking like Jupiter like right on the mid heaven, and she just keeps changing jobs and getting promotions, and like she's like, wow, should I start my own business? I'm like, yes, bitch, you should. And and so like (laughs) that's that's happened before i'll read something from charles eo carter who's one of my favorite astrologers he says oh he's great yeah in any case good and bad are very unsatisfactory terms to employ some aspects are obstructive some might be called facilitative some are conformative some tend to extreme individualism some are constructive some disruptive but the bare classification into good and bad is highly misleading yes no i agree i was just fucking around oh Um, i know i just it's it resonates because i think that's a big like misconception when people want to write off astrology is like yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's it's more subtle than you think yeah Yeah, except being a cancer that's just bad my sister was a cancer she's the most uh, annoying person (laughs) Well, I know. Michael, I remember in that <laughs> chart there was something about nationalism being connected to cancer. Oh that yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so uh cancer is it rules home, family, and like where you're from, your roots. So it also rules like what your country is. And by the way, those nationalism wars, World War One and World War Two, that was when Saturn Pluto was in cancer. That makes sense. My sister's very uh very much like that. It's very very she she's right she's ready to pop off but only about specific things like family. Yeah, right? I will say yeah. people uh, give Scorpio as like the scary, scary water sign, but I would say that cancer is way scarier. Oh yeah, no, my, my <laughs> uncle's a Scorpio. He's just selfish. He's just kind of selfish. <laughs> yeah, it's, but not in a bad way. He just is, it's just the way he is. He's, he's, he's a little bit selfish and, uh, and very much it to himself. 
but uh, he's super, super loving in his own way. My sister is just the one that's like super, super, like she just pops the fuck off, man. Like it's <laughs> super volatile. I was like, yeah, you're very much a water sign. Um, uh, my wife's an Aquarius, which is uh, interesting. Uh, uh, by, um, by the way, uh, one more thing I want to say uh, about the Paul's political situation is that Donald Trump was born on a lunar eclipse and December 14th was a solar eclipse on his lunar eclipse. Now that is like some super rare shit. I don't even know what that means, honestly. Like, yeah, dude, I, he, he's clearly a destined man. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. The amount of yeah. shit in that guy's life. Yeah. So, so, it, so honestly I'm watching this cause I like, I, I I'm never going to see a client born on a lunar eclipse that's having a solar eclipse on their lunar eclipse. That's just like ridiculous. So I'm watching this to kind of get a glance of like, what, what does that even mean? Um, so you're like watching astrology in real life. Uh, and, and is there something for the 21st and related to Trump uh, or no? Uh, I don't know. Um, I didn't look. He's so hard to follow because he just like, there's so much things that happen to him. Like there's too many significant events. Seriously, it's literally impossible to keep track. Like he's, yeah. it's like he's living the uh, the life of like seventeen great men at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so Aquarius is his. Um, oh his, oh uh, my god. Oh, oh well, yeah. Oh, this is actually this is somewhat relevant because so the Saturn Jupiter is it is it um well no it's at zero degrees yeah so the Saturn Jupiter conjunction is at is at zero and one degrees. And it's opposite his Pluto in the 12th house. That sounds bad, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it sounds like something. I don't know. It sounds like something very powerful, something very hidden, very secretive. Um, oh, my God. It's the storm. Yeah. It's the yeah. storm. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's the storm. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, so any, like, secrets that he's involved in, I imagine, would come to light, whether it's, like, yeah. So that – I think you'll see something with him, with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Um, yeah. Oh, and by the way, Biden's definitely going to die if he comes in office because it's, it's a uh, it's a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction on – and every basically every president that's ever been – elected on uh, jupiter saturn was either assassinated or assassination attempt or died so oh so, even uh, mckinley man. uh yeah i think so i did someone did the work but but yeah basically a lot of them had there was some kind of attempt on their life when you have a saturn jupiter conjunction um uh, when they are uh coming to office wow. well that's comforting Jesus. Yeah. But it's great because if he dies in two years, we're going to get more chaos, and Aquarius loves chaos. Amazing. Tearwave aesthetic IRL. That's how you get new things. You get chaos is a, you know, danger and opportunity. Right? Yeah, it's the only way. This is, it's how things change. This is it's, why we're doing the BTR stream. Yeah, like the uh, burning of the forest. You mean danger and play? Oh, and I, mean, I will say, I'll say yeah. one more thing, actually, about <laughs> Trump, which is hilarious. Uh, so, there's a bunch of Israeli astrologers and they like predicted that somehow he's going to get reelected and all this crap. Israeli. Yeah. The, and, and then I went to my Are teacher. Are you sure they're predicting? And then I went to my teacher. And oh I my said, God. I said, Hey teacher, these are these Israeli astrologers are saying Trump's going to be in office today. Right. And they had like psychics involved and all this shit. And then he said, well, they're just fucking, that's just because they like him. And he thinks, he hates Trump and he thinks Trump is going to go bye-bye. So I'm like, who's telling the truth? I have no idea. 
Right. Even astrology can be politicized. Wow. Oh, we yeah, told you oh, like, totally. The fact that you said Israeli <laughs> astrologers just made me laugh. Like it's just I, I, such a hilarious I didn't know that phrase. existed. Yeah, well, no, they're, they're, no yeah, I mean, if you have like definitely. the Kabbalah and all that stuff, like, of course, it's related to astrology as well. All these things are a cohesive system. So it makes sense that they would be looking into it as well. Cool. I don't know uh, if they're Kabbalists. Uh, are, do you know if they're interested in the Kabbalah? Do, do they like the Trump and Israel? And... They love Trump and Israel. Yeah. No, I don't mean that what like as a fucking fortune. I don't mean as a fortune <laughs> joke. I mean like the people. I think they like in Brazil. They like Trump. So no, I, I, yeah, I think they, they like. Well, yeah, him. he's been pretty nice to Israel, obviously. So oh yeah, yeah. they like him in that regard. Yeah. It's not. I don't think they would like like to hang out with him. Yeah. Like the Brazilians, Brazilians would definitely hang out with Donald Trump. Yeah, they yeah. love that guy. Yeah, I uh, feel I feel like Biden probably wouldn't have as much pull in that direction. He probably, I mean, either way, I mean, in Brazil. Uh, no, 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 oh no, not in Brazil, <laughs> but like no, in the other country. But oh, don't worry the other one. It. Yeah, no, I um, right. You just gotta scratch their back, right? Well, they didn't like Obama that much, did they? Or well, that was just um, yeah. He's a he's a you know. He's a, he he's a black guy, so. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is that fucking? Have you, dude? Are you serious? Well, no. I mean, they racist from, in Israel. From what, what? From what I yeah. understood, uh, Obama was oh making policies that were not as favorable. I mean, it wasn't anything that extreme, but it wasn't as favorable for oh, that is, um, that is well. he plans that the Israelis uh, were, were making with settlements and things like that. I don't know, but as I think far he, as... he was being a little bit more um, uh, charitable to the enemies i guess to yeah. who israel would consider their enemies exactly exactly yeah this is see this is why you know i agree with your johnny america america's got to ditch israel for iran believe it or not i think america I, 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 I think it'd have both honestly <laughs> i have a problem with him thinking that russia is gonna side with us i i would love for russia to side with us but it's not gonna side with us no the no, reason why it's not gonna side with us central europe right is now. going to prevent Buff, that no, it's not. It's nothing to do with Central Europe. Buff, I know you're not going to like this, but Russia might as well. I think it pretty much is a vassal state of China by now. No. Yes. No, no. Putin has his own thing going. No, he doesn't. No. They're completely indebted to no. the Chinese. Love, you are never going to be the same mentality as the Golden Horde. I love it. same mentality as with the fucking Golden Horde. You are never going to see how based that man the is. Russians are getting, Putin is their only hope, in my opinion. No, the Russians are getting flashbacks back to the Mongols. I gotta, That's what I gotta, they think of the Chinese. I got to run, but I will leave you guys with this point. So I think it was within a couple of days that of uh, the Saturn Pluto conjunction that we uh, assassinated that guy in Iran or right. Yeah. Right. And by the way, notice that if you Google China cold war starting this year, oh, there's like a million articles. What's up with that? So how's that going to play out? Hmm. Well, that's been happening. Right. Well, I, feel like I wonder if it started to happen more. So this year, and by the way, note that the virus came from China and then U S blame China. So, I'm pretty sure all this stuff is related. I don't know where it's going to go, but like this is the, you know, every one of these cycles we saw the start of some kind of new war. So yeah. I don't know if it's going to oh, be yeah. China, oh, yeah. maybe. Things, things have to a... come to a head. Things have yeah. to come to a head. Yeah. Is... I don't know if it's going to be got... a physical war because here's the yeah. thing is like people are It'll like, well, what the fuck? We can't war. even fight anymore because then everyone's going to die. But I do think there might be like a kind of virtual war. I think we'll see a lot of hack. League well, of Legends. I, didn't they come out recently <laughs> that they said that there's quite a bit of activity that we don't know about, like in terms of cyber security from China, but there's that we have oh, to yeah. kayfabe it because oh, yeah. everybody's yeah. pretty much attacking yeah. everyone all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's just that's, who that, gets lucky. Kayfabe is the best way to rem to think about the gl yeah. global geopolitics. Is they're kayfabe con they're constantly hitting each other, 
and pretending like everybody's yeah. chill, everybody's fine. But Hakase, yeah. you may know more about this, but people don't people tend to not realize the private sector, like corporate hacker espionage that goes on as well that can potentially have security implications because of corporations they're stealing secrets from each other all the time and the chinese government's stealing secrets from corporations all the time so it's like what's going to happen with that are we going to basically reveal the cards about in terms of the state of the internet because people are saying the internet itself is like an unstable group mechanism or group of nodes that are like there's no oh you mean that like fractions of the internet start breaking apart from each other yeah so china's like... great firewall becomes the becomes china's internet and then i i forget who said it but i remember john michael greer was talking about how whole sectors of the internet basically aren't profitable for the people that run it so if whole sectors of the internet basically go offline because it's not a profitable quote-unquote a profitable model and i know the internet's not a centralized thing but it's well it's becoming a centralized thing so who knows the role that america and china has to play in terms of who gets a piece of the internet maybe the internet will be carved up like poland was between russia and and, and, and uh, nazi germany I- I think it would matter more on bandwidth than anything, because if something's not profitable, but it's only a matter of kilobytes or megabytes, then it's not it doesn't cost them anything to maintain anyway. So if it if it's like a video service, then, yeah, it might not last very long. Just we know YouTube isn't demands. Hey, hey guys, I got to drop. All right. I'll leave you with two two nuggets of wisdom. First, read the sovereign individual if you haven't. And two, don't have sex with someone new on a void moon. (laughs) <laughs> google void moon and just don't yeah just don't have sex with someone new and avoid moon what a way to exit thank you all right guys peace <laughs> i actually have to go to love so well guys i think that this is going to be the uh well yeah i think this may be the end of the stream for tonight we had a great conversation james 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 i love you buddy you are incredible with the santa hat on i'm gonna have to put up some headgear for our christmas <laughs> and, and special. next week we're gonna have our christmas stream hell yeah the tw- on the Heavens, 23rd yeah. is my birthday so i don't know happy birthday happy fucking 28 year old geo do you do the big feast of seven fishes on christmas christmas eve uh yeah well my my grandparents and my mother did that but me and my my old man aren't like big yeah so. i've never heard i'm of going that. to be 28 so nice i'm going to be like a few years away from 30 year old boomer so that's yeah, we're getting there, bro. We're getting there. That's and oh no and yeah maybe lev maybe we could get john john michael greer in the show that would be amazing that, that would be, be amazing I well would love my, to have him maybe on. you could yeah. talk to meta nomad he's she he's like a regular almost on on the uh, definitely Lev, did you um did you want lindy on the show because he follows me on l's so i can mess l's him. yeah i'm telling you geo <laughs> we can get lindy man on i'm i don't know man he he doesn't come on if, if we could get if we could get paul scholas on that would be fucking groundbreaking in my opinion. by the way i, I would be remiss I would be remiss if I didn't share James's post. Look at this. Yeah, that's the golden nectar the army. First shit I've ever seen. Oh my god, what the fuck? What is what the fuck? Yep, that's pee the gummy bears. They're gummy bears made of pee. How is how can you even sell that? That's like a bodily dude. Hashtag piss play, dude. That's how. Oh my. Oh my <laughs> god. So it's a market for like, everything. <laughs> so you gotta have like like water sports isn't enough. You gotta like. There's got to be an eBay of everything, right? <laughs> oh my god! What are, you, what are you kidding me? Eat the piss gummy bear. Uh. <laughs> I wonder if that's what Zeus did to that one chick, the golden chef. <laughs>
Is it actual piss gummy? Like, what yeah. do they put in the gelatin? Like, it, oh, yeah, they, they, they replace yeah. the water with piss. Yeah, no, no, but is, is it like a porn like... star that's doing it or what? Well, here's how it's going to go down. Here's how it's going to go down. There's going to be like an Elysium society where they are going to have these porn stars that get paid a lot of money by the simps that dwell in the underworld. You know, the Morlock simps. (laughs) And then then what they do, they have like a drainage system so that they just take the gummy bears and they just send them down the drain. No, but let me ask. They 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 fall down. The gummy bears fall down like manna from heaven. And the simps just... Love. They oh had that since the 80s, the human no. toilets. Yeah, man. They, they, you go to like a club in San Francisco and they'd like carve out the toilet to let. Never mind. I'm now imagining a um, like a wine tasting, but of piss gummy bears. Oh my god. They, they yeah. have, they oh, yeah, they go off they into the They probably have that in some JV. I'm sorry, Piss sommelier. There are people that believe that drinking piss has health benefits. To yeah, you. man. Yeah, there are uh, people uh, that do that. What's his face? You know you have be... massive mental degradation when the term <laughs> e-girl piss gummy bears is going through Well, gamer girl mind. pee apparently can cure uh, illnesses. going through yeah. your fucking mind. <laughs> gamer girl piss. That, what a meme to come yeah. out. Like uh, you imagine if any shamanism. any one of our any one of our ancestors saw what we're doing on the internet, like my god, like I wonder. They'd probably be like, "This is amazing! What the fuck? <laughs> like, I, I hate this, but at the same time, this is incredible!" Like, no, I can. You know see... what's funny? There there is a relation in myth- mythology to year, and there's a Zeus example, but also, uh, you guys know about the Terence McKenna theory about Christmas, right? What? That it was. Pe- that it was. Oh, that it oh, was oh, P. The the reindeer. reindeer. Reindeer pee. That's because like they had to, DMT. And... Because when you eat the cap, the, what's that called? Where it's the uh, red... Amy, Amanita mascaria. It's yeah, the... mascaria, which is the the cartoon, like the Hanna Barbera cartoon Wait, mushrooms. What, what you know the mushroom. Like, the, 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 the like parts of the story here. What are we talking about? We're talking no, no. about so Terrence Terrence McKenna... reindeer Go. eat mushrooms, and that's how they yes. fly. No, reindeer eat mushrooms. They eat they Amanita eat the mascaria, mascaria mushrooms, which are like which are kind of like psilocybin like like the, the red if, classical you know, big yeah, psychedelic they don't, they don't, the, the high doesn't last but if humans amount, eat it we don't have the, the, the enzyme to break it down yeah but but because you will die yeah but it, it or it'll give you, you a it'll buzz fuck you up. yeah it'll fuck you up but, but then if, if you if process it through the reindeer eat it. yeah reindeer eat process it, and then they it through <laughs> yeah the yeah. reindeer essentially act as a processing machine. If you drink the reindeer's piss after they eat animal, it has psychoactive carrot, properties. You get without the uh, toxic like, effect. Like yeah. like um like uh like peyote. Like so like like so, you know the capybara coffee that goes through the capybara? Asshole, yeah, the, the, the shit coffee. It's it's like that, but like with psychedelics. It's like yeah, literally it's the, the the animal becomes a human processor. So obviously a food processor. The, the ancient Finnish people. Had nothing better to do. Caribou piss. <laughs> yeah, because the word God. shaman. I thought that's word, a really good idea. <laughs> the word shaman was actually um, created by the the Russian Slavic. Um, Shame man. Yeah, what's the group pee, called that lived pee. there? The ancient peoples. Uh, it's the Tungus or something like that. The Tungus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the ones. I think the ethnologists that went there. They were the ones that coined like the term sh- shaman, right? So. Bert coming in clutch. 
Appreciate yeah, yeah. See, you know that one that was I posted that on Fleet with James just posted. Dude, I was laughing so hard at that. Someone I forget oh who it was God. on Discord. What what moment was that? The exact moment was when <laughs> Lita was talking about her doing fake incest porn. That was the exact moment <laughs> where she was talking about how she pretends to be the guy's sister. So that's <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Funny because Your like reaction. I you asking what the moment. Oh was. look, I'm in Steve now. <laughs> and, and, and you said that, and I'm like, fuck, I don't even remember that because I got so fucking drunk towards the tail end of the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> All three of your eyebrows. You're like what? <laughs> you like, I didn't even fucking like, remember that shit. Like I was fucking drunk uh, as hell towards the end. <laughs> I feel bad. Lita's such a nice girl. She was really good. She was a really smart girl. It's just a lot, well, you know. Bro, that's how the devil works, man. That's how the devil works. Very nice and shit. And then they're, you know, pretending to be your sister while they have sex with you. Oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. You know that one Pantera song, uh, Good Friend in a Bottle of Pills, where it's like, she called me daddy, I called her baby. <laughs> okay. I, what, why is that such a persistent? Ah, uh, never mind. Never mind. You know um, why? You know why? I feel like this. I think the stream this is, is falling apart. We're done. The stream is done, done, guys. All right, listen, everybody, subscribe right now. I know that there are some new people that are watching. Wait, this. before we go, before yes. we go, explain. Yes. I, I don't, I don't fully understand this. I know I should because I'm a master uh -huh. of memes. But what okay. is, what is Sneed posting represent to all of you? What is Sneed? Why is it such a persistent statement on the? Current you just want to leave that as like end. a philosophical question. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. That's can the I rhetorical question to end the stream with. No, I I have, no, no but like, idea. what do you guys feel? Like, why is yeah. such a persistent Hit, statement about Chan culture? Okay. It's a shitty meme. It's not. It's an okay meme, but like the fact that it's like so prevalent still, I think is kind of retarded. Like, it's not that. <laughs> And that right there, that's why Sneed posting exists. <laughs> but, but why is it like this radical? Okay, I'll explain. I'll explain. Here yeah, we go. Statement. Okay. So Sneed and Chuck, you have these two different uh, archetypes. Now Chuck, hold on, hold on. Now Chuck used to have. Hold on, hold on. He's actually doing That was one of my favorite episodes, of The Simpsons, by the way, where he's like, "You couldn't yes. grow stink on a monkey." Yeah. Formerly Chuck's. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So Chuck's. Was, suck what and was fuck. It? Yeah, suck and fuck, exactly. So it was much more degenerate. And then Sneed is all about the earth, all about coming back to, uh, you Sneeds know, and yes, family and farming and, you know, cultivation as opposed to. And that's to what Homer wanted to do in the episode because exactly. his old man was a far, yeah. Abe, exactly. Abe was a farmer, and then yeah, yeah. So they are like the two pillars. They are like uh, the pillar of severity and the pillar of mercy. <laughs> oh, and yes. today, it's cabalistic. He's Saturn right. in Capricorn, Sneed is right. Saturn into Aquarius. <laughs> You're so, right, Judge. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. You know the one gif I always post of Stone Cold, where he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Fucking <Yeah>. Jesus, love." <laughs> like, right. <laughs> and I think today people are yearning to get back to a certain kind of order, to get back to a certain kind of you know trad lifestyle. So that's why they're life. being. So this is why so for the chance of picking up exactly. Speed. Yeah, but it's also just because TV has the best memes. TV and TV, <laughs> TV. TV and Spee. We all know that sports, sports and TV have the best memes. You know who has the worst memes? Wait, 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 wait. I, I let let has agree. the worst memes. I yeah, think that TV has the best memes because for a while I was a meme on TV. So. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
There's like you know, uh, oh, by the way, Lit recently they're they're going against delicious tacos for some reason. I don't know. Oh. They're a bunch they're a bunch of suits that can't get their books published. So that is it's, crazy. That is crazy. You're delicious telling me tacos, that the most vindictive them. board is actively upset because another person is publishing <laughs> books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I wonder if they got to Logo's poetry book by yeah, now. It's like it's like Moo being mad that people are making music. It's like, yep. Moo being, <laughs> it's right, it's guys, like it's listen, like ass got... being mad that some guy got signed to AEW. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right, guys. Listen, patreon.com slash break the rules. You better go there right now and become a fucking patron. We have had enough. Do it right now. We love we you all. Enough. Subscribe right had now. Enough. <laughs> Subscribe. I need power of speed. Bad Film Cast on Spotify. Holy shit. Season and two, here's what you get. MK Ultra Money. MK- coming next Hell yeah. Year. MK Ultra Money. Bad Film Cast. And here is what you get with our Patreon. Look at the quality of this wood. This is some good ass wood right here. And you some are going to get beautiful wood. wooden magnets made, made by my father, Alexander Polyakov. Campbot's going on lit going after Paul's <laughs> out. and delicious oh, God. It's so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's obvious. $30 $30 patrons are going to get a Giovanni Panicieri print. Look yes, at this print please. in action. It is very beautiful. And $50 patrons are going to get both of these things as well as a custom, completely custom wooden and magnet. And we will have, we'll, we'll have to come up with another $50 tier thing. And maybe it'll probably be a, a, a painting. Who knows? Maybe it'll be Hells that. yeah. That sounds beautiful. That yeah. sounds beautiful. Yes. We, I, I want to do. I'll give uh, you one of my Bob Ross paintings that I do. I have to bring woo! it back this year. That's amazing. Lev, I, I want. I want to do an uh, an episode for season two of MK Ultra Money where it's it's just you, me, Geo, Jugs, and Jules. We have the the main BTR people yeah. on uh, on my pod. We don't even I have another co-host. We just do BTR MK Ultra style. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna I, do it. Right. I think we should record Let's that. Do it. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe again. Click the bell, add a like, you know, all the usual stuff. I know that there has to be new people who are watching this right now. And of all the new people, do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. I love you. Do it. Do it right now. Do it right now. We're going to come to your house. Don't you understand? We're sticking ahead. We're all sticking ahead. We're going to come to your fucking house and go subscribe. We're Coco for Coco Puffs. <laughs> so there is no messing around here anymore, guys. Okay, here it is. Yeah. I'm going to end the stream right now. I'm going to click Christmas! on that button. Merry We're fucking Christmas. Christmas and a happy new year. Bye-bye, everybody. Merry Christmas. See you on Christmas stream. See you on Christmas stream. Christmas stream. And New Year's stream, too. We're going to have a New Year's stream coming up as well. Happy yep. New Year's as well.